The Bostonian versus the book is being brought to you by Mullen Labe Cigars. Every man dies, not every man really lives. It's a movie line. It's the fundamental principle by which this premium, organic, small batch cigars are made. Their tobacco has a 200-year-old generational line and is grown in soil free from GMOs, fertilizers, and pesticides. Mullen Labe Cigars are produced in small batches, and when they are gone, they're gone. Their work is marked by an outpouring of skill and pride. The result is a cigar that defines the luxury smoking experience one worthy of your finest moments. Celebrate your biggest victories with Maolave Cigars. Shop today at M-O-L-O-N-L-A-B-E cigars.com or check out the link on the BVB Discord channel. Maolave Cigars, don't wait to experience something great. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered! Twelve covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. Bostonian is Matt Peralt. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered! Twelve covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. Happy All-Star Tuesday, everybody. What's up? Welcome in to another episode of the Bostonian versus the book. Dave Sheriff penned the book, Matt Peralt, the Bostonian. It is a, well, it's an interesting week in the sports book and the sports betting world. Dave, how are you on this Tuesday? It is All-Star Tuesday tonight in Seattle. All-Star game today. All-Star break for baseball. No games Wednesday, Thursday. A lot of people take vacation this week. A lot of people go away from the content. What do we do? We do more shows. We do we we do more things. We we don't take a break. We go, you know, work out, talk on the phone, make arrangements, pick people up at the airport, and report for duty right here on BVB every single day. So before we go into anything, I just want to say one little quick thing because my family is dealing with like a I mean little literally Holy a crisis. Crap. So some of you saw when I went to. Western Massachusetts, I went out and saw my brother and his wife and their two kids. They run a farm in Western Mass called Mountain View Farm. It's on the base of Mount Tom. We had a lot of people who are watching on the East Coast. You probably are familiar, at least you've heard of Mount Tom. It's the biggest mountain, if you want to call it that, in Western Massachusetts. Well, when I was there, it was raining. And I was talking to my brother. It had been raining. I mean, it rained seven of the nine days that I was there. And it was ridiculous. It just kept on raining, kept on raining. It's been an unreal spring and summer there. Well, my brother is in Western Mass and the Connecticut River runs down from Vermont. Well, if it rains a lot in Vermont, 
it comes down the mountains and it goes down to, you know, as gravity goes, water finds its level. Down the river. Yeah. Vermont is currently in a state of emergency because of the floodwaters they have not seen in the better part of 100 years coming through the state of Vermont. Vermont has to open its dams to alleviate some of the pressure. And the pressure that it's building is causing major problems, massive flooding. People are out of their homes. People are losing, you know, a lot of houses, cars, you know, those types of property in Vermont. So the river was opened up. And unfortunately for my brother's farm, he operates four different plots of land. Three of the, or two of the four are by the river. And last night I got a phone call and it was from my mom. And she said, you need to call your brother. And I said, why? And and she said, they're going to lose up to $650,000 worth of crops. What number? $650,000 worth of crops. Yeah. The entire, basically the entire summer, all the work that they did, the hours upon hours upon hours that they are probably going to lose it and you need to just call and check in on, on your brother. That's my brother this morning walking through floodwaters, walking out to the, the field. This is a little inlet. You go to the field. This is a, this is a driveway. You're supposed to be able to drive a car through that inlet to go to the right, which takes you to the field. It's so up you to his drove on that road last week. I did not. This is this is not the main. This is not the pictures you saw up by the share room by the house that they have built. Right. This is not that. This is the the fields they actually farm. Okay. To get everything, okay. all of the you know the cabbage and the cucumbers and the carrots, everything that they build that For they the make. Record, the picture yeah. is stunning. Like whoever that, took yeah. the picture is my sister-in-law took that picture. It's stunning. I mean, if we can hire her for the BVB to take pictures, <laughs> that would be great because the picture is amazing. But yeah, what an unfortunate thing. Like you want to talk about life always forward, never straight. I mean, you were just there. You and Maddie yeah. were just there. You got to see all this stuff, and then boom, I, Mother Nature. I said it to my to my um oh. I, I I said to my, to my to my daughter last night. I said, you know, that this is what happens in life. Like this is one day it's this, and the next day it's wait, what is going on? Yeah. So my brother, who employs a lot of people, <sighs> said to me yesterday. He said, I, I can't believe I have to have this conversation tomorrow with all of the managers, but we got to figure out whether we can stay open and keep people employed. Like this is their busy time. This is when he is at full throat with a ton of people he's employing to work the land, to work the share room, to work just the overall operation. And it is a machinery operation. It's incredible how many people are on the farm at any given time working and being a part of it. And he's like, I don't don't know what to do. They've been keeping track of like the farmer's almanac in Western mass for over a hundred years. Yeah. This is only the second time in recorded history that a flood has happened in the month of July. Wow. 1973 was the, was the last time that this happened. And that was the only time in history up till today where there was a flood in Western Massachusetts of this poor portion of the river in recorded history. (laughs) Like you're running back. Like you're just, you're just running bad. <laughs> there's no other way around this. I mean, yeah, there's, there's no, there's no explanation. There's no answer. It's what do we do? And you know, That's my brother's attitude. It's amazing. He's not angry about it. He's like, he's trying to do kind of what we do. He's like, okay, how do I make this into a positive? How do I figure this out? Because 
it's not about this year because he signs right. contracts with everybody who, who who buys a CSA. You essentially buying it's a CSA stands for community supported agriculture. When you buy a share into the farm, you on the contract it states you assume risk of catastrophe. Like right. if mother if mother nature comes in and destroys this, you know we can't do anything about it. Right. He he said it's not about this year's crop. And this is I'm not a farmer, so I don't know these things. But you guys in the Midwest who farm, you know this. It's not this year's crop they're worried about. That's gone. It's the future. What does the land look like when the flood is gone? Right. When the waters recede, what's in the, what's in the land, what's in the soil, what's in the ground that could cause problems in the future that shouldn't be there. Bacteria types of, you know, fungus types of things that aren't supposed to be in the land, in the soil are now in the soil. Right. Does it make it unfarmable for a year or, or more? Right. So that's what he's worried about. He's not worried about this year. He said, he goes, I'm not worried about this year. This year we're good. We're covered because of what, but next year, can we produce the same level of crop that we are going to be expected to produce? And this is right. something way, I mean, over my, I mean, this is not what I do. <laughs> the, the guy was like, right. Whoa, man, this is some real pressure that they are under. And my sister-in-law has been a mess and, so just wanted to say at the top that my brother, who is obviously incredibly important to me, his family is incredibly important to me. I just spent a ton of time on the farm with them right? to, to see what they're going through is just breaks my heart, just really, really sucks. And it's a, you know, it's a metaphor for a lot of things in life that we've been talking about, about how quick things can change. If there is, I asked him, I said, can I start a, a GoFundMe? For you guys, and he goes, I don't need that yet. He's like, I'll I'll let you know where we are. He's like, I don't think that's going to be necessary. Right. He's like, it's bigger picture problems than like immediate. Like, I don't. He doesn't need an influx of money right now. That's not the problem. Like the problem is the future. Squeeze and stuff to get rid of the water. <laughs> like, right. This is this is a water problem right now. Yeah. This is a this is a flood get- problem and a mother yeah. nature problem, and it needs to stop raining. <laughs> yeah. It needs to stop it's raining, raining all over. In- I mean, it's. Flight in New England last night. It's a good thing you got out when you did. Otherwise, <laughs> you know, a lot of people that were here couldn't go back. We talked about that yesterday with the UFC event. Yeah. Everybody that was here for the weekend, they're probably just going to get back today. You know, maybe tomorrow. I mean, it's it's nuts. So, yeah, we'll be thinking of him. Hopefully, they get that um, taken care of. I'm hoping yeah. we see some level of reprieve or like there is one, I guess, farmland. There's one plot of land that's not underwater currently, and they're hoping that stays dry. So that would keep them. There you they're go. hoping that, that that's good. So that would be good. One of the three, there's four air plots of land, one of which is like a you pick them thing where you come pick flowers and it's not like a farm. Oh, yeah. It's like what they do for like a, for the call for show type of thing. But there's Ooh. one of the three plots of land that they hope is going to be dry. And that will at least let them farm and produce, you know, even other two aren't operable for a while. So it, my brother, Ben, if you're in Western Massachusetts, I'll let you guys know if you're in the area or whatnot, they mean they may need some help later in the, in the, in the summertime. So I'll pass Crazy. it along if, if possible. Okay. Uh, so last night we had the home run derby in Seattle. We did. It was won by Vlad Jr., father-son. First time we have a father-son victory uh, for the home run derby with Vlad and Vlad Sr., Vlad Jr., Vlad Sr. What do you make of the format? They keep on toying with this. They keep on trying to find different ways to keep people's attention. The players didn't understand the format. I don't know if people watching it understood the format. (laughs) I mean... Big can see Kylie was flying home, right. watching it on the plane, texting me going, what are they doing? 
why is everybody in such a hurry? What are the, you know, what's happening there? And then, you know, little Consig, who's here, I think in the chat right now. Nice. Hi. She's watching it and she's rooting for Julio because we were in Seattle and she thought he was cool. And she's watching it and going, he had 41 and he's out the next round. Like, how is this possible? I don't know what the hell is going on with it. Like, did you used to watch, did you ever watch the black and white home run derby? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That was my first real experience to watching old time baseball. Right. I really liked the way that they did it. I, I wish we could do something along those lines where you could interview the player and it wasn't rushed and it wasn't so corporate and it wasn't so much about, you know, bonus time and how far this home run went. So you were able to get more time and like the strategic part of it was, it was so convoluted and complicated as to what was going on. I was like, this is really tough to figure out as to like, what am I watching? <laughs> I'm, our guy Alvarez, the horse guy, he's in the chat today. He just came in and said, at least they stopped waiting for the ball to come down. Okay. Which is fair. actually fair. I would but agree with that. The problem with that is that did you see that kid catch the laser off of his face? Dome shot. Like, that was one of my biggest fears with the kids every time we have practice. Mm. I'm always like, you know, because I would pitch BP, but when I would pitch it, I would wait for somebody to make a catch, feel the ball, and then throw the next pitch. Okay. But when I was out in the field shagging with them, sometimes someone else would be pitching, and they wouldn't wait for that. And it was always like, keep your head forward. Keep your head looking at the batter at all times. Mm-hmm. You can feel something like this without looking down. You can feel the ground ball, pretend, whatever. Don't take your eye off the off the batter. It was, I don't know, man. Like I would prefer, I just, I just agree with Sean. I would prefer 10 swings. I'd prefer just you go 10 V 10. There was no notification by the way, today on the YouTube, we didn't do the, the bell didn't work. We got JC and oh, uh, Jimmy Jack and the boys all said that they didn't get the notification that they usually get. So hmm. hit the thumb. If you see it, I don't know why that happened, but um, is it, it's, it's a made for TV event, P-Roll. Right. So we have to fit it in the window that it's on. Well, my window would be faster. 10 hacks is 10 pitches and you see how many you get 10 pitches. Like I, I do it fast. I would, I would not do it the way that how far along they do it. And it's too long. It's so is it, it's just more important how many number of homers you hit in 10 rather than distance because everybody's everybody's really worried about the distance right now. They love yeah. to see the ball go and see how right. far they yeah. go and all that other stuff. I mean, we, we got a 486, I think it was the top, or 484 was the top. We didn't get the 490 and a half like right. I thought we might, but we got close. And but I thought like Pete Alonzo unfortunately got a bum pitcher. So he was, that was a problem for him. And then Vlad Guerrero, I mean, this, it turned into a cardio routine. Like it's it didn't, a lot of it, swings. it's a lot of swings. No, I mean, they, they were talking about it on the broadcast. I thought they were absolutely right. Like at what other time in a baseball career, do you try to hit home runs at three minutes at a time? That's a boxing round. Correct. That's a long time. That's not normal. Like you don't normally have, you know, and then you turn around and do it again. Like he had to go three minutes and then go for two minutes in the final. And he was exhausted. Like he was absolutely spent. 
And that's not really what you want. I don't think that that it didn't provide the oohs and the ahs that people are looking for. They want to see tape measure home runs. The number of home runs that like the Julio hit were that was cool. Like to see him hit 41 home runs. Like that yeah. was really wild to see him do that. But like it didn't translate. It didn't carry over. I don't know. It, it, it's the, of all the wonky weird things that we do from like a talent standpoint, the NFL pro bowl is the worst. The NBA oh. all-star game is Eh, but the hope of the slam dunk competition is still pretty damn cool. That's well, like the, the number one shootout is everything. The three point. Shootout oh, I, just, I think seven. the dunk contest is still, if you have the right people in it, the dunk contest still is number one. Number two, I would say dunk is the home run derby. hasn't been good in 20 years, but it had, when it's good, it's good. When it's, I mean, there's been some pretty cool moments. All right. I mean, the, the kid Over last, time, the kid last year, the kid well, last year, it's that unbelievable. Was, that was fun. Yeah, he, I mean, so stole the show. when yeah. you have those opportunities, you can elevate that event to the best that we have. Then the home run derby is number two to me. Three point shootouts number three in terms of the pecking order of what things we do. Hockey is still trying to figure it out. I think it's cool to see a hundred mile per hour slap shot, but yeah, it's the skill okay. competition for hockey used to be awesome, and they've tweaked it. Now they've done too much with other stuff. But the fastest skater thing is cool. The hardest shot is cool. The breakaway thing is cool. Yeah. And sometimes the skill shot shooting the puck at the targets is cool, but the, like, you know, that when I they like. did it here. Skill shot's they, cool. Yeah. What's that? Skill shot's cool. I like yeah. the target shot. Yeah. yeah that, that, that stuff's great. Like they could do that with baseball. They could do that more. Did you have see an outfielder that? throwing contest would be awesome. Did you see what they do in Japan? They do a bunting contest. No, it's unbelievable. They put targets on the infield. Yeah. So they put three, like they, it's like That's curling. Nice. Yeah. No, it has different points. Yeah. It's like 10 points, 20 points, 30 points. Yeah. And there's different bullseyes to go ahead and you, you try to bunt. Right. And I was like, that's yeah. really cool. I would love we to did see that, that in practice. We did that in practice <laughs> with all of our bunters and stuff. We set three balls and oh, nice. you know, third base side, middle and, and first base side closest to the ball one and, you know, set up a circle. It's th- there's a lot of good things that they can do. I just feel like it's so made for TV and rushed. You called yeah. it corporate. Yeah. It's what it is. It's really corporate. There's so many different sponsors and things you got to take care of and people you need to make sure you're mentioning and interviews and got to drink the Gatorade and got to get the towel sponsor. And how, a about, lot. how about how they count? I don't like now, like the split screen, they're throwing the next pitch before the other one even lands. Okay. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I don't, but I don't know. Like it's, they're three homers behind. I'm watching it and it says he's got 27, 28. Like it's just counting and I don't know they're going over. So, cause I mean, Kylie and I were at it last year at Dodger stadium and we swear she's like, they missed two home runs. They, she's still mad that, Julio Rodriguez did not win last year because she's like, they counted wrong. And then we went and watched the broadcast later. And I think she's right. Well, they made those changes this year to try to correct. They saw some mistakes last year. They tried to correct that. So she's probably right that they did, that they, that they did miss it. And they've tried to correct it and tried to the made for TV and live entertainment in person fight is significant. Cause they want to make it because they want to make it as fun as Mm -hmm. possible for people in Seattle, because they want the buzz the next morning. 
I was at the right. home run derby. It was so cool. The place was electric. I brought my glove. I got a souvenir. Like they want that word of mouth type of stuff to take over because the city's paying a lot of money and you know, it's somewhat of an inconvenience for the market to have this many people come into your place, into your town. But TV also needs to make sure that everybody at home, because it's an event for the audience at home, not the audience in the building. There's so that fight going on, they get a big crowd. They get right. a big audience to watch it. Yeah. And they are aware, aware of that. And so they got to make sure that the, the sponsors are happy. They got to make sure that the ratings are up. So when people are buying advertising during it and, it's and then for ESPN and for the cable providers that pay for ESPN, they've got to make sure that they've got their local ads in there. And there's just a lot of things that go into that event that make it hard to enjoy the experience. <laughs> it takes away from the viewing experience. It doesn't make it something you're like, okay, like if I I stopped watching it, I'll be honest. I watched the first four matchups, was pretty confident I was going to lose my bet, and I watched the Pacer game, and then. Once that game got totally out of hand, I went and did errands. I went out. <laughs> right. I was, like, I was like, I'm good. I'm going one and one today. I'm good. I'm going out. And, you know, I, I didn't even see the final. I didn't even see Vlad win it. Cause I was at the, after I got, you know, first those four, four, those four, four matchups, I was like, all right, now I'm bored. What else is on? <laughs> see, that's the problem. I think even when you're excited to see it and watch it, and a lot of the it. same, it goes too long. Right. A little bit, right? Mm -hmm. It just kind of, like the kids say, it's a little bit extra. You know, I don't it's know. Too much. Yeah, it's too much. I don't know. I I think that they've tried hard to make it. I would prefer just, you know, get the guys ten outs. I liked it when it was ten outs. Like you don't get a home run, it's an out, and you stand up there for as long as you want. But when the ball, when you swing and the ball doesn't leave the park, it's an out, and you get ten of those, and you're done. I like that. Some of the most iconic moments came from this thing when there was none of that. Like, I'm wearing a hat backwards because it's in Seattle and yeah, Ken, Ken Griffey Jr. Are we allowed to wear hats on backwards? Are we allowed to do that? I don't know. We're allowed to do whatever we want on here, aren't we? <laughs> I thought we were. I don't know. I guess so. I wear this hat backwards. I actually don't wear this hat forwards. I wear this right. hat backwards. There you go. I wear, tru I wear trucker hats backwards. That's how That's I right. wear it. That's so you can do it. that too. You can do whatever you want. It's our show. BVB yeah. is our show. Right. Um, but like he hit the warehouse at Camden Yards. Right. <laughs> I remember know? that. And that was 465. Yeah. And that was a big deal. And then in 1994. All four, yeah. The all that was in three, 93 with um mm -hmm. with Griffey in Baltimore. Then it was right. 94, it was in Pittsburgh at Three River oh, Stadium. Nice. And I couldn't go to the home run derby because I had to work. And I'm still mad about it. But Frank Thomas hit a ball 525 feet to a place in Three River Stadium that nobody hit a ball. And I saw it last night. He hit it, everybody gasped and went nuts. It wasn't even close to being sold out. And wow. he stepped out of the box and everybody cheered. It was like, we just saw something that we yeah. ain't ever seen. That was really cool, Frank. And he took back the moment. Time. Yeah. There was no rush. I, I, I'm i going to tweet the video because I saw it this morning and when I when I was on uh, on something else. And I was like, that was fantastic. That's what we need to get to. Now, you're talking about that black and white home run derby. Mm. that might be a bit much like i don't know if we can go all the way back that route but i think there's a production 
some sort of thing that we could make it like that, it would be great. Can we not have players doing interviews too, by the way? What an awful idea that was. What do you mean? They gave microphones to um, to Bo Bouchette and to J.D. Martinez. Oh. And they tried yeah, to have them no. interview guys in the middle of the ter- the derby. And no good. they're just not used to having IFBs and they're not used to the timing and they're not used to having conversations. And then Bo right. Bouchette just doesn't speak Spanish. So he's trying to talk to Juan Soto and Juan Soto is just, he's like, it just, it was a no good, it, it, no good. The whole thing no was good. just no good. It didn't work. It was, it was a, it was a mess. I mean, in, I, I'll always remember in 99, McGuire doing what he did to Fenway Park. Oh, and he Another just one. Sent, completely iconic. Yeah. Right? I mean, that to me, that's the home, the home run derby that I remember the most is 99. Now it's at Fenway because I'm from Boston, but also because of what McGuire did and how many, how many home runs he sent over the green monster. It was just stupid. It broke like 10 inches. What is that? Lansdowne, Lansdowne Street. Street. Yep. Catching balls, looking out for missiles dropping. You don't see it hit. You just look it up. What? That's a scary thing. Oh, yeah. Because it's close. It's not hard. I mean, it's, <laughs> you know, it's not far. It's what, 320 and then up. So yeah. you go go over that thing. I mean, the Coke bottles are gone now, but you can smack them off the Coke bottles, which were iconic for a while. And then they built the monster seats weren't there. People, you young kids, there were there was a time when Fenway Park did not have seats on the monster. And so the balls just flew. <laughs> it just went out of the park left and right. So that, I mean, that, and then Ted Williams during the all-star game, Ted Williams coming out and talking oh, to, what a moment that to was, Nomar yeah. and yeah. You know, talking about the bat and what it smells like for a wood bat right. when there's, when there's a foul ball that comes off Did of it in the smell. Those guys bats that they were using with the paint and the paint jobs and Neat. all this other stuff. I couldn't believe it. Those were wooden bats, but you might have been right about some of those balls. Some of those balls look like uh, Titleist Super Balls. Like, I mean, Balladas, a bing, just zooming out there. It was weird, too, because the ball came off the bat really hot. Came off the bat. Like, some of those were 110 miles per hour. Like, unbelievable exit velo. Yeah. And then the, it died. It, so you get why baseball did it. Because once it hit the air, it just didn't fly. It just didn't have the carry in that ballpark. In particular, the left. Because the left, you heard... Yeah. Because you heard the, the reaction from like Perez and the guys like, oh my gosh, it came off the bat so hard. They thought the ball was going to fly and then it never really did. It just didn't right. get the same carry as what you would have expected at other ballparks. So, and like we talked about, I mean, T-Mobile was the sixth fewest home runs hit in that ballpark going in. All the numbers pointed to bet the under. I bet the over because I didn't trust baseball. Baseball tried. They just, did, they just didn't get it to 491. They got it to 484 or 485. I think that was the guys the got furthest. tired too. Like, I mean, you know, that too. They got exhausted. That's too much. It's just, it's what too much. What do you much. think of this? No head to heads anymore. Everybody I agree. He gets a first session. Fair. The guys that hit the, the most, the, the four guys, top guys, then move on. Like, and then we get a second round and we get a final. Like, I like it. I don't want the head to head anymore because i mean like i, I agree I, I don't know it scrolled by already but somebody said they were they were still mad at mookie because mookie didn't really we're mad at mookie never should have been in the thing him being in it was a bad decision well a home run hitter in the home a, run derby. i know but he's a five-tool player he did it because his wife told him to do it like it wasn't for anybody else it was it was a bad decision to put him in there that didn't yeah. work that didn't work. That was a miss. That was a complete and total whiff, in my opinion, by Major League Baseball to, to, to go ahead to go ahead and do that. All right. Our friend Mike Blewett from Sports Grid is in the green room. We is want, he? 
Yeah, he's here. We want to bring him on. Oh yeah, we got to bring Blewett in. I mean, don't, we don't want to have him have him have him hang, hanging out and in, in, in waiting. Look at Good this morning. guy. Good morning, Michael. sir. How, how are, are you how, guys? We are wonderful. How are you? I'm doing great. Happy summer. Happy Fourth of July, belated. And I did watch the Derby. I agree with some of your thoughts. No bracket. You, Let's get rid did, of the bracket. Did you enjoy bracket. it? Was it fun for you? Uh, I feel the same way about the home run derby every year. Uh, it, it's a nice spectacle, but I think the players are having more fun than I am at home. <laughs> the thing I need two things. Somebody put it well on Twitter last night. I need to be able to track where the ball goes yes. and oh. see maybe the kids catching it in the outfield. And the camera angle is whipping around at a, such a high rate. I don't know what's going on. I don't know which ones are home runs. Everybody's exhausted. I don't know what's happening. And by the end, every year on ESPN, 8 to 10 home run derby, every year I'm there at 11.05. Like, all right, can we can we wrap this up? Can we, <laughs> East Coast, by baby. We got to go to bed. Let's oh, go. here we go with the East Coast. Stop. Not wrong. He's not wrong. Um, Michael, I want to thank you for helping Jessica and Kylie navigate their way around the city. Mike was a, oh. a, a big resource. Literally, I called him after, you know, and, and P. Rod understands this. You guys watching the show understand that sometimes my wife is a little headstrong and knows everything, but has never been to New York City and um, thought she knew her way around. So I mm, called no. Mike on the phone, conference called her with Jessica and said, get her to the Staten Island Ferry, please. So thank you for that. Yeah. Um, you got so, a big birthday coming up, Mike. Yeah, absolutely. My daughter turns eight in two days. We took her to 7-Eleven today for the first mini gift for a free Slurpee. So excited about that. Wait, big wait, wait. Day. So yeah. my daughter turns nine in 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 a what? In in 19 days. Is this a birthday thing or is it a today no. thing? Today is Slurpee Day. You get a free Slurpee. Today is Slurpee Day. Yeah, 7-Eleven. For 7-Eleven, you We're get going after the show, small people. Slurpee. You just yeah. walk in and say, I want a free Slurpee, and they give it to you? Yeah. I was going to get one and buy oh. two right. for my son, and you know, maybe big guy gets a little Slurpee. Yeah. But they're like, no, they're all free. So here's three free Slurpees. So I was like, all right. Whoa. Thanks. Slurpee. Oh, because it's 7-Eleven. Shout out to 7-Eleven. Because oh, it's July 11th. Okay. Yeah. That's right. Okay. <laughs> so, so I think... I think Matt would uh, would concur with me here. I'm going to give everybody a little tip, a little summer traveling tip. Yeah. If you're coming out to the Thank East you. Coast, yes. yeah. Matt's a Bostonian native. I lived in Boston for many years. Yes. I'm a New York guy now and grew up as such. Come on, come on to the cities. Come over to the East Coast. We love having you here. But here's a couple of things. It's really hot. You're going to wait in a lot of lines. So that's what number one. Number two, do not. I implore you, do not drive here. Do not drive in the cities. We do not want you to drive. The cities do not want you to drive. You might get towed. You will probably get a ticket, and you will definitely get lost. Yes. So please do not drive here. Just the park make, the car. Streets make no sense. Right. Boston streets make no sense. Zero. New York's make a little bit more, but they're depending far on, more crowded, and it's more difficult low. to drive. Yeah, right. how, how low in the That's island right. you go. Exactly the, right. The further yeah. down the island you go, the more complicated. Which is go. exactly where Dave's wife and daughter drove to. The yeah. most confusing part of the entire city. The yeah. part of the city that was inhabited first yes. 300 years ago. Yes. The streets are circular. They make no sense. You will. I'm surprised they didn't get towed 
just driving down the street because there are they were violating are, so many traffic laws. There are streets, people, you don't know this in New York, there are streets in that part of Manhattan that literally are two blocks. Correct. It's a, it's a street that's two blocks. <laughs> like it's like a Correct. hop, skip and a jump and it's a street. So your, your GPS has no idea what's going on. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> so clueless. that's your summer tip. Come on in, but leave the car. Yeah, I like that. I I would concur with that. And also, I think your point about lines and patience needs to be there because people who live in Boston or live in New York or live in Philadelphia, yeah, they have places. Patient they, people. Yeah, they they, they have places people. where they want to go. Correct. Yeah. So you have to understand something that you're now in the way, and yeah. your vacation does not matter to them. They want to get you out of the way as fast as possible. So you have to understand the impatience of the northeastern person and just roll with it. Like, correct. It's gonna suck it up and do it. And you can look through your guidebooks or you look online. Like, what are some fun, free things to do in New York? Let me tell you something, folks. What? If it's free, <laughs> it sounds too good to be true. Yeah. It's because it is. What is he took the glasses off. <laughs> I'm putting the glasses off. When Mike takes the glasses off, things get very serious. I put the listing glasses on when there's an important message to be said. You're just going to wait in line all day and it's 95 degrees out. So don't do it. Right. Don't do it. No, don't do it. It's it's a bad idea. It's my summer traveling tips to the Northeast. Let's get to a quick um, betting item um, while we can. You're Yankees. You're a Yankee fan. All right. Jessica and Kylie went to Yankee Stadium on Saturday. They got to see the Yankees play the Cubs. Nice to go to your funeral. This for me. They said. Going to funerals, it's it's fun to go to a funeral sometimes, you know. Michael, are the Yankees <laughs> dead? I mean, seriously, are they done? Because the pitching, okay. The hitting, caca. No bueno. Judge, no juice. No toe. No nothing. What's no going juice. on? It's done. Bad, bad. Yeah, look, I feel the same way about the Yankees without Judge are obviously not that impressive of a team. They have some talent and they can get by. They can squeak into a wild card, but nobody's threatened by them. I, I sort of felt the same way the last few years about the Yankees. I, they could rack up, and may, maybe not this year because Judge is out for an extended period of time, but you can get to their 90-win threshold or wherever, and are they really any more threatening in 2023 than they were in 2022 or 2021? Fair. The last time the Yankees were really threatening, unfortunately to me, was – uh, the 2018, when the 2018 Red Sox were so good and they were just a, a step above, those 2017, 2018, 2019 Yankees teams are more threatening than this version of it. I just feel like year over year, the Brian Cashman is happy to make the playoffs and, and play to the randomness of the MLB playoffs, but uh, that isn't really good enough. I think you've mm. had to make some additional changes to the roster in order for them to be well, a, a threatening team, and Mike, uh, they're just they not just- that right now. They just hired Sean Casey. Isn't that a big change? They could change the hitting code. I've had this debate fix with everything. I've had this debate in in the past, and this is no disrespect to the people that have the job. But is there a more ceremonial coaching position in all of professional sports than the hitting coach? Bench coach, maybe. Bench coach. Yeah, but the hitting coach, like, really, what? kind of impact does he have on the entire team i think he can fix certain things with some guys good personality to have in the clubhouse but to think changing a hitting coach has any real impact i just don't see it i mean wish sean casey well he's the mayor i hope he hope he has a great time here in new york (laughs) 
for the briefs day you'll have. Right. Uh, <laughs> let's talk a little college sports because last time we saw you, at least last time I saw you here in town, you were in town for the college basketball world. You, you oh, run yeah. in those circles. You know a lot of things about what happens in the college ranks. How can you explain to the layman what happened with Northwestern where mm. they did a full investigation into Pat Fitzgerald. They suspended him for two weeks. The student newspaper then goes and talks to players and former players, some on the record, some off the record. And they say, no, wait a minute. This is not even close to being true. He knew the coach knew he was in on it. He was aware of everything going on. And these changes aren't going to really matter at all. And now Pat Fitzgerald is out of work. He loses his job at Northwestern. How does that work? If, 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 it, if I'm on the outside looking in going like, how did that happen? And how was that allowed to happen? Good question. I think this is not a blanket answer for every school. I think you have to consider the university that's involved, although I do understand the dynamic between this coach and this school is unique in modern day athletics. He played there. He was a legend there. The guy was only a few years older than me, and I remember his playing days well. He was a dominant player, and it was a cool thing that he got to at least have some successful seasons as the Northwestern head coach. The fact that this investigation went on for six months and at the conclusion of it, there was a stop and start with the university president, who is fairly new to the job as well, I think belies that there's a deeper problem regarding Northwestern. The previous athletic director at Northwestern to the one that they have now was in the job for under two weeks. The reason he was in the job for under two weeks is because the previous athletic director that he replaced had retired and moved, or was Jim Phillips and had moved on to become commissioner of the ACC. The one that replaced him was installed in the job. Then news came out that he was under investigation for issues that had happened within the athletic department. So he immediately resigned because he didn't want to be part of a huge investigation. New athletic director, but all these problems still persist. This is not the first issue that's happened at really one of the most prestigious universities in the entire planet. Right. Yes, they have a Division I athletic program, but this is amongst the top universities in the entire freaking world. And mm -hmm. for them to do a six months in investigation and him to jump out with a two-week suspension that's not even in season really misses the point, especially when I read one article the student newspaper article and was like, anybody is, is fired here. Anyone right. would be fired. Even right. Pat even Pat Fitzgerald. So I think the biggest the biggest thing to come out of it is I don't know how the president arrived at a two-week suspension. There's nobody that could read that article and suspect that what's this the, wouldn't happen. What's the irony that a student newspaper was the yeah. one that did this in the same week? that the New York Times and the LA Times disband their sports pages. Amazing, right? Investigative journalism done by 21-year-olds uh, shows to be as powerful as any that can be done. Obviously, there's a component of where maybe the, the former players felt more comfortable going to their peers than they did uh, Chicago Sun-Times or somebody along those lines. So I give them credit for that. But Really terrible allegations. Mm. Uh, obviously, some of them appear to be true, but I have to call them allegations for now because right. there will be lawyers, as Andrew Brandt <laughs> likes to say, there will be lawyers that will Lots go from here on out. And that was year two of a 10-year, $57 million deal 
So there is a big pile of cash on the table as well to be negotiated. That's the problem. Like in a lot of these things, I think I immediately read it and started talking about it. Like, like it brought up the Penn State stuff for me, mm-hmm. which was where I went to school and Joe Pun and all this stuff and who knew when and why and all that other stuff. But it's a lot of lawyers going to be involved, Mike, right? There's going to be a yeah. lot of like settlements and they have to suspend him first before they fire him. Anybody that's in a working yep. a corporate job knows there's an HR procedure for, you know, disciplining someone and then letting them go because it's hard to, to fire someone or get fired anymore from jobs. But a lot of this is like legal posturing, is it not? Yes, of course. All they really had to do initially was put Pat Fitzgerald on an indefinite administrative leave until they Uh, investigated it further. And then it wouldn't make it look as embarrassing as it was. If they put him on indefinite administrative leave, indefinite can still mean two weeks, but continue to do the investigation. I don't know why they arrived at that two-week situation. And this is the same deal with Bob Hug, not the same deal, but- they're similar dynamic with the Bob Huggins situation where he quits. And then now two days ago, he's like, well, he's got three lawyers and one lawyer says, wait, he didn't really quit. This is just about him trying to claw money back, but I don't really know what leg Bob Huggins has to stand on for not being fired for cause. He was fired for cause. It's his second major. Now, first of all, his second DUI, his third, at least major incident off field. And again, the guy went to school there. I get that he's uh, got some legendary status there, but uh, the fact that West Virginia has installed a coach that just became a full-time coach a couple of years ago was basically director of basketball operations two seasons ago, which is no disrespect to all the Dobos out there, nor to this coach. But it's clearly at a time when he's never had a head coaching job of any sort, let alone a big mm-hmm. 12 basketball head coaching job. It's the same thing with, you know, look, look at the odds for West Virginia. They're all, they're picked last to the, you know, they're expected to be, be horrible basketball wise. Cause Huggins yep. obviously left the players left right afterwards. Yep. We would expect in the next 30 days, a, a mass exodus of Northwestern football players to be leaving yeah. just from a betting standpoint, not to be callous or cold, but from a betting standpoint, I mean, they were bad last year. This seems like a lost season already for Northwestern, correct? No doubt. I, I think they're going to, they, I would be surprised if Northwestern could have eight, their 85 scholarship players. The unique situation is that it is Northwestern. That is a, component of this that players are not going there because and they had a couple of guys drafted this year so Peter Skoronsky is a force first round pick but there are many players going to Northwestern that are there because it's Northwestern not because they think they can win a Big Ten title or whatever else so I think some guys will hang in there but yeah the the hard part is that the players had just come out the day before that article really got resurfaced Mm. and wrote a letter saying the entire Northwestern football team feels this way about Pat Fitzgerald and backed him up and said he didn't know about it. And that really does not appear to be true from what I've read. And there's video evidence that goes against that claim. So uh, I don't think some of those players were lying. I think some of the players didn't know that he knew. Right. Um, have you taken a look at any college? Because you did such a good job with the NFL draft and a draft show and all that other stuff. Have you have you 
like, you know, we're, we're, we're breaking down college football at all. Have you taken any looks at any college football stuff? I would say some, I would say some, yes, but this is my uh, deep NFL getting ready for win totals and everything else season right now, even doing some early fantasy football drafts, but I'll, I'll be doing college stuff as well as we get closer to okay. the season, but I'm happy to I throw only, out some general observations. Well, I only ask my, because my alma mater being terrible again. Sure. Well, no, we're not going to match in Boston college. No, I mean, look, I even got the shirt on today. Look at you. Look at you. That looks great. My dad's a BC alum too. Oh, so here there that go. sounds like a great guy. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, no, I was going to say P Ralts all over Michigan to win the national title, win the big 10 and all that other stuff. I don't even want to get a lot of guys coming back. So, Look, they were in the mix last year. I don't see a reason why they would fall back to returning some really key players relative to the other teams in the Big Ten. I just think there's question marks everywhere. I mean, I did a deep dive last night on Alabama's quarterback situation. It's ridiculous. I mean, they've got a kid who can't throw, who's a a runner, not not a quarterback. And then they have three players, two of which are a freshman. One's a kid that was there last year, but didn't wasn't ready to play at all. And that's why the running quarterback played when they when Young got hurt. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's Alabama. Now they've got right. five and four star kids, but they have no experience. That's the story I feel like all over the country when it comes to quarterbacks, given the class that just left, there's big question marks right now as to who the best team in the country is. Is it not? Yeah, of course. And you have of at some of the major programs where we're coming back with new quarterbacks. Obviously, Ohio State has had a lot of success. They have tons of talent on offense, but it's going to be a new quarterback situation. I know our Penn State guy is going to be waving his Nittany Lion flag, but you know, I, I don't know that they're. You wouldn't say the top to bottom that their roster is more talented than the other two Big Ten teams we mentioned. They have no. to take their swings when they can get it. Clemson is Florida State. Is Florida Ready. State improved enough yeah, to knock Clemson order. off the pedestal in the Atlantic Division in the ACC? Yeah. Um, I don't know, but they're. They're making strides. They're making more strides than I thought. I thought Mike Norvell was going to be a washout. Certainly oh. the beginning of his tenure was not great, but he's improved to the point where I think people are liking Florida State uh, moving up. A lot of people think a playoff run is in the cards. Yeah. Whoa, for whoa, State. Whoa, whoa. I'm serious. That's whoa. They believe they're the best team in the ACC. Look at the odds. Please calm down. All right. Well, I'm, not, I'm just telling you what, what the projections are. People are talking about a lot of stuff. Do you know what else they're talking about in the chat right now, Mike? Yeah. What? Is that towel over your shoulder. <laughs> they're oh, pretty yeah. excited. There's a lot of people <laughs> that watch the show from the Pittsburgh area that are Steeler fans. I know you've got the jacket. You've got, I mean, you're a Steeler guy. I've I mean, got some books over here. i got some Steelers books right here. This, oh, this is what I'm talking about. You're a yeah. Steeler guy, Mike. Tell, yeah. tell the people how the Steelers are going to do and why they got a shot to win the AFC North, don't they? Mike, they have a shot to win the AFC North. Don't they? Well, what's unique, what's interesting about the AFC North, and I would, I would say the AFC North, NFC South are probably the two. One, because the teams are really not all that good. And one, because all the teams are pretty good, or you could see a world in which they have a very good season, Browns and Steelers. I think mm-hmm. people feel good about the the Ravens and, and Bengals, Bengals more consistently. Right. But I think there's a lot of volatility in those two divisions in particular, where you could see, hmm. you could run a lot of simulations and see, you know, I think there's a path here. If Deshaun Watson plays great, Browns have a talented roster, maybe they come out on top on the division. I'm not saying that that's the most likely outcome. The Steelers... They 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 clawed their way to this record last year, not looking pretty at all. 
And that really was with without TJ Watt for a long stretch of time. Right. I just think that the defense going into last year, people dismissed the Steelers because I don't think they properly evaluated how impactful the defense is and how good that defense can be. Now, Cam Hayward's another year older. Can he still hang in there for an entire slate? TJ Watt is back. I, I I think the Steelers have a shot to sniff around the playoffs, but as has been talked about all off season, this AFC, the AFC on a whole this year is going to be highly competitive for those last few playoff spots. And no, I wouldn't bet on the Steelers to win the division. I, I don't think it's likely, mm. but would you bet on the Patriots to make the playoffs? Mm. Probably not. I, I think the Joe, I think the, the Bill O'Brien, I think the Bill O'Brien addition is a huge one. Oh, thank you. I just have real concerns about, and Matt, I think we even talked about this last year. When you go on a spending spree and a free agency spending spree, like the Patriots did a couple of years ago, it can help you for that one year bump. And then after that, there needs to be some real team building done behind it. And unfortunately, Bill has missed a lot during drafts and guys that were drafted three years ago are no longer mm-hmm. on the roster. So I think that is just hurting the team long term. But the spend, I, I, I mean, yeah. in his defense, Matthew Judon was arguably the best player Absolutely. Of football defensively. Absolutely. So he, he that was spent a for huge Judon. Win. Yeah, that was <laughs> so, a huge win. Some of the other ones haven't really worked out, but, you know, he's backfilled it with uh, Devontae Parker and Juju Smith-Schuster. And I always think they'll be competitive. I don't think they're going to crater like some other teams are, like a Arizona Cardinals are going to crater badly this year, like the Bears did. It's not that kind of situation. I think they're in a highly competitive division, and yeah. top to bottom, it's going to be a, it's going to be tough for the Patriots. They're going to be winning some close games, but hopefully, Mac working with Bill O'Brien is a yeah. is a chance for him to his image got really banged up in the last year. I thought, frankly. Some unfairly. I think he's a highly competitive guy. People seem to look at him as a brat in some ways. But if I were him, I would have been pretty ticked off too. They did. Bill Belichick, for all of his brilliance, has on a Whiffed. couple of in a couple of situations from a Whiffed. seasonal standpoint showed a lot of hubris and and thrown his team under the bus. I thought last year was an example of it. That is not a plan to go into the season with that offensive coordinator situation. It's not an NFL situation to walk in there and be like, oh, we'll kind of figure it out with the guy who holds a pencil behind his ear and thinks he's a rocket scientist and the other guy who got fired in two years because he doesn't know how to be a regular coach. So I just thought that was a a bad situation Um, all the way back in 2006. they, They sort of held back salary cap money to yeah. save when Tom Britt desperately needed additional wide receivers and they blew a 17 point lead in the AFC championship team uh, championship game to the Colts. Yeah. I just thought there's, and, and obviously the Malcolm Butler uh, sitting out of the Super Bowl against the Eagles. I thought those are three situations that you really look back and you're like, what was the real explanation for that? The Malcolm Butler stuff might, might have some family yeah. ties to it but yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of smoke in that fire that's yeah. that's one for me michael what's the flavor to slurpee today 7-eleven slurpee. i gave him uh I, they gave him a little combo you know how you walk into a 7-eleven and uh you know shout out to 7-eleven for the free slurpees but not not every <laughs> handle is working not every flavor is <laughs> possible oh, so you go in there hey yeah. uh, one of these six no it's actually yeah. just these three so everybody got a combination cherry and coke one so okay oh. 
Not a bad, not a bad combo. That's a good parlay. That's a good combo. Mike, thanks for coming on, man. Really appreciate your time. We'll do it again soon. All right. Enjoy the summer. Thank you, Michael. Appreciate it. Thanks for letting me shoot my mouth off. Everybody, (laughs) come to New York. Come to Boston. Don't drive. Don't drive. No, don't drive. Absolutely not. No, good stuff there. Totally agree with that. Don't drive. Just stay away from me if you can. And, and on, on all levels, stay away from it if you can stay away. We probably did. Driving in general in cities is is bad, but driving in, in those cities where people do not have any patience for people who don't know what they're doing is really bad. Do yeah, we real take bad. it for granted? Because they probably shouldn't drive much here, but we do. Like, no, you can drive here, but like people drive drunk here. That's the problem. They drive you know, when they shouldn't be driving. <laughs> they're intoxicated that's the problem here. So I just don't know why the lack of signal usage here is so accepted. It's because it's from California. I mean, they don't use the blinkers. They just don't. They just say ever they come here. Sorry, Will. they come here and they say, fuck it. There's no laws. There's no rules. There's no laws. New bit. Every time you're going to swear, say, sorry, Will. Because then he gets into it, he can. But it's great because then so because Will and I can we we can talk in the in the Slack now. Will's like he's all excited. He's like, "Can I talk to you in Slack now?" I'm like, "Yes, I'm in the Slack channel now for for Sports Grid." So oh. now I can talk. To, I can talk to Will that way. But yes, that's yeah. So Will is our editor on that. But that's what they say. I mean, people come here. I went down there last night to go see Steve, our friends from Mall Lobby Cigars, who's in town. Yes. They were at uh, the Flight Club, which is the dart throwing bar. Yes. And first time I'd ever been there. Their daughter runs one in Boston. We're going to go and we're going to get an absolute red carpet experience. Can't wait for that. So that's phenomenal. Yeah. They're all in on that. Right. But my first time being there, but getting down there, I, I, I was laughing. I was at the intersection of Spring Mountain and Las Vegas Boulevard. Yes. It was as busy as a Saturday night and it was a Monday night in July. And I was like, this is really funny. This is crazy. And, and I realized what it was from. So normally, if you guys know Vegas and Dave, we know Vegas here, but like that, you go straight across to get into the Palazzo parking lot normally on Spring Mountain before you get to the convention center, right? right. I had to go right for the first time since I stopped working at the Palazzo four years ago, I mean, five years ago now, because of the damn traffic backed up to look at the stupid sphere. It was a snow globe last night. It's not stupid. It's it was unbelievable. Scary. But people were staring at it and gawking. There's now traffic jams being created. It was a snow globe. I'm not going to lie. It looked flipping amazing. I was like, that thing is unreal. It's a snow globe. It is. Um, it has now taken over. I would say right now, if you ask people landing in Vegas, what do you want to see? The sphere is probably number one. Everyone wants to see this thing. It's. Um, it's almost like there's a like a sound that we can't hear, like a humming, like, mm, and people are getting out of cars and walking on the streets, going to this light, like walking <laughs> to this big ball. And what now I've driven by it every day for the past week, it feels like, because I've been to the airport multiple times. And I Do you feel like from the highway, it's a little crazy that you get how clearly you can see it from the highway? So I picked up <laughs> Kylie and Jessica last night late, you know, right. after 10 is when I finally got them and we're driving back and they're like, you can see this sphere from here, like coming out of terminal three and just getting <laughs> yes. on the freeway. Yes. You can see it and you look at it. You're like, and Oh, <laughs> I was like, okay. Um, yes. And it was the snow globe. And then it turns into the moon yeah. like with like the craters and it, you know, you can see it moving and stuff. It's actually it's when it's fascinating it's the, to watch. 
it is fascinating to watch. But the, the, the moon is actually like the least aggressive because yes. it looks cool. Like you just see it. Like, oh, it's a moon. When they start doing things in, you know, like they make it look yes. like a portal or yes. like it's a snow globe or yes. it's a basketball or it's like it's water and it's all like it's all movement. That's when it gets to be like, what the hell is that thing? Like the eyeball when it blinks. The eyeball <laughs> like, is weird because it goes like weird. this and then it looks like this. And <laughs> it's it looks, so wacko. It, it goes like this and blinks. And you're like, what am I looking at right now? Stop. Yeah, Why is it looking at me? Right. It's like a really wacko acid trip. And you're like, what am I experiencing? It, it's bizarre. I mean, it is right now that this summer, this is the summer of the weird with that thing. And what will they put up next is the question because right now, Every day it's something new. Like every day it's different. They still right. do the basketballs. They still do the bouncing basketballs and they do the big, huge summer league ball. They're still right. doing those things. But each day they're adding something different that we haven't seen yet. And the traffic is getting bad. I mean, if I'm a, if I'm the police, I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. That Koval Spring Mountain intersection already is a mess. And now people are getting out of their cars. They're parking. It's bad, bad down there right now. <laughs> Have you been behind <laughs> that? That used to be a not, paradise going back that way was a sneaky little. Oh, yeah. Get out of traffic on the weekends. Oh, yeah. Nice. That was, that was a way to get in and around. It's tore up. It's yeah. one lane. It's completely, you can't go that way. I'm that guy that likes to find those different ways. Me too. Oh, I yeah. told you. If things go bad, I'm just going to be an Uber driver. Like I'm just guy. I'm gonna. I got the van. I'm gonna be at Uber XL. I'm gonna do right. three rounds a day. But I know all the different ways to get in and out of the casino. You can't do it right now. It's uh -uh. a mess. And then last night, I'm driving home and I drive over the highway and I'm going back roads and and, and I look to my left. You text me. Fifteen's a damn parking lot for miles. This and is at a, this is eleven thirty at night. This is last night, and I'm like, why is the highway a parking lot? No one's moving. I looked at my app. It was like red all the way down. I couldn't. I was like, if I was sitting in that 1130 at night, I would be going like trucks, like truck after truck after truck. <laughs> These guys who are trying to just take stuff and do their job. Yep. Not moving. Stopped. Uh -uh. Nope. Oh, my gosh. Like, no good. This is going to be like a national news story soon about the level of problems here in Vegas. Like we're, we're running into, I sent you the story about what happened in Chicago with the NASCAR race and what, what they're already saying about Vegas and saying, be real careful what may happen here in November. It may we're not go the, leaving the house. It may not go anywhere near the way that they thought it was going to go. Never people were, the house. I'm not people were the pissed house. in Chicago at the NASCAR race and they might, locals might be pissed here with the F1. Well, the locals are pissed here anyway about so many things. Like, correct. We got, we got a lot of people, you know, upset about this, upset about that. Lives are definitely being inconvenienced. Travel time is tripled, not doubled, tripled. If you think about coming here, depending on what pocket you're in, down by the strip or whatever. But, right now, don't um, drive. Right now, if I get my, my recommendation to coming to Vegas, don't drive. If you can avoid it, don't as drive. As minimal driving as possible. You can yeah. walk in between Uber a lot of places. We met, um, Big business yesterday taking the monorail. Mm. Um, there's, there's, you know, ways around it. Less driving, better. Expect to spend a little more time getting in between. Normally, it would be five minutes to get from, say, that corner mm. to downtown. 
right. to go sign up for a contest or to go to you know Westgate, sign up for the contest. It's five minutes. It's not five minutes right now. It's not. But if you're coming to town, we'll sign you up. Yeah, for sure. All right. So this broke during the show, actually right after the show yesterday. Yes. And the headline is a little bit sensationalized, but it's yep. a question to be asked. Yes. Did somebody really walk into the Great American Ballpark and go to the BetMGM book and try to bet $100,000 on an Alabama LSU baseball game? Yeah. Did that happen, in your opinion? Um, well, I mean, he might have done it at the ballpark with that amount of money. I don't know if he had 100 in a bag, but he was talking. It was to- supposed to be 10. This 10X'd somehow. I know for a fact that somebody tried to bet 10 dimes on the game. I know for a that's fact. fine. 10,000. I, I could believe them trying to skirt by 10,000 on a college baseball game. Anybody that's ever bet before in their life trying to bet a hundred thousand dollars at a ballpark. That might've been the handle for the entire day at the great American ballpark. It was, the handle, in, the, it was the handle for the entire month. I got a reporter <laughs> that posted it was the ha- the handle for the entire month at the ballpark. I thought it was a day. Okay. It's even worse. It was, so it was thousand dollars so you just tried to go ahead and bet the entire handle for the month on a college baseball game in the middle of the week. Yeah. And you thought that was going to be just accepted. People will rubber stamp that and be like, yes, sir. Thank you. Can I have another? No one. He didn't know because people just, a lot of times the, the hubris and ignorance of both of those, uh, the, the, both of those words could apply. Okay? okay. You think, Oh, I could just do this. He told them he had insider information. <laughs> According to the story, yes, he did According share. According to the story, I, I know, know. I have inside oh. information. I have inside information. Like, Yikes. Will, I'm sorry. I know shit. So I want to bet 100000 on the game. Okay, hold on. Time out. I've been in a book at the counter when somebody comes up and tries to do this. Calm down. Okay, the limit is this. Would you like to bet it? Well, no, I want to bet more. Then you have people try to talk you into, oh, you got this big casino here. You won't even take this bet from me. You guys are chicken. You guys, Mm -hmm. you guys Mm -hmm. are babies, you know, and they try to shame you into this. You're like, man, go down the street. If they'll give it to you down the street, go down the street and bet it. The limit is this. The price is this. Do you want it or not? And he talked a little too much and he had to, he had the thing zoomed up a little. Too well, the much. biggest problem in the story, if it's true that the guy's font was so big on the text messages, he was using one of those untraceable apps to text the coach of Alabama baseball is that it was so big on the text that the eye in the sky could read it. And they read it. They read the coach's <laughs> name off of his screen. <laughs> he didn't even need the glasses, like the, the surveillance cameras. Having worked in a casino for as long as I did, everything you do except going to the bathroom is on camera. So, like, I've lived my life that way. And then when I come home, Jessica has set up cameras in the house <laughs> for other reasons to, right. you know, monitor outside, inside, all yeah, this just other to stuff. make sure to catch you when you fall down the stairs. Which she did, actually. She did. That's <laughs> video of, evidence of you falling down the steps. Yes, I fell down the steps. And then to this day, they said, I've been accused of doing that on purpose. Like oh. I fell down the steps. Who would fall down the steps on purpose? Like nobody does yeah, that. I could hurt. Yeah. Ouch. But who tells you that they have insider information <laughs> and wants to try to bet a game while they're talking or texting 
the baseball coach of the team they're betting against. Like the story, none of the story makes any sense, which means it's probably close to true. True. Right. <laughs> that actually you happened. You can't make it up. <laughs> so now it it's just the tip of the iceberg in things that may get brought to light have been going on for decades. Mm. Decades. This is stuff is not new. Nobody just decided to do this. Like, and, but the firing of a coach is new, but the, but the firing of a coach is new. That That is new. You have to do something. Don't you? Yeah. I mean, they, they, no. they yeah, of course. Fire Pat Fitzgerald. They yeah. got to fire this guy. It's, yeah. it's, well, Hannon's got to go. I mean, it's, it's, he gave information to a gambler knowing what the gambler was going to do with it. He was probably in on it. What could you possibly say in defense of it? Other than I'll turn my stuff in and yeah. go. I, don't, I mean, there's no explanation that is good explanation, right? Well, the problem is he lost a job or he forfeited the job that was going to pay him $500,000 for a bet on 100K. Like, that's my problem with the whole thing. Like, I don't believe that number just seems to be a little bit far-fetched. Hmm. 100K just seems to be he is making $500,000 to be a baseball coach in the SEC. It's just logic would tell you that somebody wouldn't be getting in themselves involved for a cut of a hundred thousand dollars. What was his cut? Ten percent? Twenty percent? Oh, I mean, if it's his money, it's all his, and the guy doing the bet is ten percent. Fair. Okay, so he's a runner then. Okay, and and I get that potential. But if the guy, if a baseball coach is betting a hundred thousand dollars on a baseball game and he's betting against his own team, he should have his head examined. Exactly. I mean, I mean, there's, I mean that's there's scary. a lot of questions that's scary. to the whole thing. That's what I mean. It's just I don't know. buy it. I, I it just it doesn't it just doesn't pass the smell test for me. I get the ten thousand dollars. Ten k I get. Okay. I'm. Uh, I mean, you want to tell me someone tried to bet ten thousand dollars on a midweek baseball game in the SEC? It's a lot of money. It's a dumb bet. But yes, I buy it. Don't buy six figures. Like I know yeah. for a fact, not at that book, mm -hmm. but someone showed up. In the neighboring state, in Indiana, we have Correct. a lot of people watching the show in Indiana. Shout yes. out to all of our Indiana people. Right. Somebody showed up at a book in Indiana trying to bet over the limit on a college baseball game, this right. particular baseball game. And it's it's mentioned that and, in the article, that it was not just in the state of Ohio that the bets were trying to be placed. It was multiple states, which set off alarm bells. But also, it was at Xavier, and it was at Cincinnati. So there's investigations going on about what this, this was like, this was a ring. This wasn't just like one bet or one better. This was multiple betters with this information, trying to get down on different college baseball games because the, the ringleader, if you will, is a former AAU college baseball in the know type of guy. I mean, he obviously was operating like he wouldn't get caught. Right. So it's quote unquote, no big deal. Like in their eyes, like a lot yeah, of people right. are questioning, how could you do this? Just telling a guy about, you know, who's pitching. It's no big deal. Like, I don't know where no, the he lines, was, but the article says he knew what he was doing with the information. Oh, the article said that they, they articles have that say that Pat Fitzgerald didn't know. 
Well, that was no, say no, he didn't know. no, 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 no. That wasn't. That's not true. The article that that was the investigation that went on by Northwestern. It wasn't an article. That was a report that Northwestern put out that said that Pat Fitzgerald didn't know. I get, I get your point. It, I just the article has people who are who are saying that in the investigation, Alabama was able to uncover, and so was U.S. Integrity. They all were able to uncover evidence that Bohannon was in on it. He knew what they were doing with the information. There you so. Go. And that's why he resigned because, like, they're like, "Look, <laughs> like you knew you you knew by well, telling he's this guy to resign." They can't, I mean, if you don't want an investigation, it's just like you know, I yeah. mean, Mike just brought up why somebody would take a job and resign two weeks later because there's going to be an investigation. You're going to have to testify. You're going to have a lot of problems. You know what? I'll resign and go away. Yeah, well, and, I don't and, want those and hopefully make this go away. Right? You no, know? it's fair. I mean, it's it's one of those things. I, I just, I don't know. It's uh, again, a lot of people are going to make a lot of uh, a lot of mileage out of this. It's the, the, the books are taking bets. If you bet mm-hmm. the limit, all you had to do is bet the limit. Nothing happens. Greed gets li- everybody. Well, bet the limit. Watch them move the number. Bet it again. <laughs> like if you're, if you're that sure, just keep on betting it for the limit. The numbers yeah. they, they give you yeah. versus trying to get down. You know, what, what was the limit? A dime? Two. I know of the books that I spoke to people at. The limit was either a dime or two dimes on the side. Okay, so if you just did bet two and then they moved it and bet it two minus and then they moved sixty, so okay. yeah, they could have bet fifty two hundred to win two dimes, and, and they would have moved it, and he would have bet it again or tried to, and they would have said, okay, you know, now why is this guy laying this? Hold on, right. And then what happens on the back end is if you're in the business and you know people in the business, you may reach out to someone and say, hey, what's going on? Why would this guy just show up? At my? Did anybody bet you at this place? Oh, yeah, they bet. Oh, they did? Yeah, some guy was in our book saying he had inside information. <laughs> he tried to bet 100000 Oh, Oh. Stop sign. Now you see the line moving other places and boom. We have a scandal. Mm. All-star game is tonight. The American league has won nine straight of these, but the national league was a dog last night. Not a dog anymore. How do you feel about this game tonight? Under. That's what I like. Seven and a half or seven. Let me see. Refresh. It was seven and a half last night. And now it's seven. Yes, seven uh, half sevens, half seven and a halves. See, I just agree. I like, I like the, seven and a half. Better. I like the over. Oh, you do? The number of pitchers not in this game, the number of players not in this game is yeah. significant. Okay. Otani's not pitching. Trout's not playing. Judge isn't playing. The National League, Strider's not pitching. I mean, there, I mean, there are uh, Kershaw's not pitching. Right. There's four pitchers in the National League not pitching. There's two for the American League who are not pitching. They're on the roster, but they're not pitching. Right. We're not going to see a typical all-star game, in my opinion. I mean, this is not the AAA. I mean, there's just you know, also there's still all-stars. I'm not knocking the guys who made the roster who are on this right. team. It's just not the superstars on display as much as we normally are used to seeing. I don't know. For a lot of people, it's a break. From betting, you know, a lot of people will just take the night off and not bet it. Right. I mean, you know, I was asking Gabe and Cam were asking me last night about, you know, what I like on this and that. I said, I like against Alonzo. 
because of the pitching change. When, okay. when his coach wasn't pitching, uh, you know, and they gave him somebody new, it's a hard thing. I was like, that's all I like. Well, who do you think is going to win? I have no idea. Right. All-star games are one-offs. I don't know the lineups other than the starters. I don't know how long they're going to play. I don't know who's going to pitch. Mm. I know nothing, completely nothing. So not a fan of like saying, oh, I like this side. I like this, that. Other than the total, I think it goes under again. It's been under. Three in a row. Yep. So under would be the only thing I would look. I think it's an over. I like the National League there you to go. win tonight. Okay. I like the, I, but I, I've only bet one, only one of those two sides. We'll do that and better to book it. Yes. Uh, all right. It's official. Francis Ngannou. This is really happening. Former UFC heavyweight is fighting Tyson Fury in Abu Dhabi. Coming up, our friend Kevin Ioli from the show decided to bring his hammer to work today and put this up. Tyson Fury, Francis Ngannou, boxing match, little more than a fraud upon the upon the paying public. <laughs> Kevin? Kevin Ioli is not taking that. He is not playing around here with this. <laughs> Can we get Kevin on the show? Of course. He'll do the show tomorrow if you want him to do. Yeah, Kevin will do it. Oh, that's great. What a headline. Dropping the hammer. I said, Kevin, I tweeted him. I said, good to see you bringing your hammer to work today. <laughs> he said, LOL. <laughs> I was like, my goodness gracious. But you have made it known that the biggest bet you ever made was on McGregor and Mayweather. Oh, without a doubt. This is part two of McGregor Mayweather. Is there a line already? No, because we don't know the rules. We, we believe the rules are going to be typical boxing sanctioned exhibition matches have different rules, however. So we have to see what the rules are for this before a line gets put up. So, but they're going to box? Correct. So Tyson's going to beat, beat the, the shit out of him. Right? Yeah. Like, sorry. Not bro. even, this, this is dumb. <laughs> this is absolutely what is stupid. What is the this? second... This goes to the fourth round. It is over. Over. It would even go four rounds. It might, but Ngannou, I, my gut tells me that we're going to see the same the same strategy that Mayweather employed against McGregor. Mayweather basically wanted to wear McGregor out, get him four or five rounds in, and then go to work. And I think T Tyson does the same thing. He'll just get Ngannou moving, 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 moving. And then by the time the fourth round comes around, he'll just go tee off on him. And it'll be over. Has the Ghanu ever really been hit? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. Very much so. He so. can take a punch? Of course. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Four-ounce like, gloves. They're, they're going to be eight and ten-ounce gloves. He can take up. Yes, he's been hit I by four-ounce gloves. but it's different when, when it's Tyson Fury. Oh, that's no. true. It is different, but it's still he's been hit by a heavyweight. I mean, he's been hit by somebody of the of the power and weight of Fury. It's the uh, it's the overwhelming number of times he will be hit by Fury. Right. It's the number. It's, it's, it's the sheer velocity and volume that he will be taking from a guy who is a trained assassin as a boxer. Ngannou is not really a well-rounded mixed martial artist. He did impress some people when he was fighting Cyril Gan by able, when he, his knee, when he blew his knee, he was able to wrestle and win that fight that way. So he's not a complete, you know, he has some MMA skill, but everyone's saying his power, he's the hardest puncher in the world, blah, blah, blah. 
This is worse than Deontay Wilder. Wilder is a one-punch machine, a one-punch pony type of deal, and Fury <laughs> took care of him. It's the same situation, only worse. I'd be more intrigued by watching Wilder fight in Gano than I would be fighting watching Fury fight in Gano. And it sucks because the Fury versus Usyk fight, the Unification Heavyweight Championship fight that could be a monster, would have been an unbelievable fight for the sport of boxing, is not happening because of this crap. This is what Fury wants to do instead because it's a bigger payday than fighting Usyk. And there's a hell of a lot more on the line and a hell of a lot more to lose by fighting Usyk than fighting Ngannou. Where's this fight going to take place? Not in Las Vegas. Please tell me not No, in Las no, Vegas. no, no. Abu Dhabi. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I just Arabia. want no more traffic or no more. Things. No, no, no. Saudi Arabia. Um, so is this announced that it's happening? Correct. Official. Done. Contract signed, done deal. It's happening October. Wow. So here's the question. You have more interest in watching Jake Paul fight Nate Diaz or Fury versus Ngana? They're both complete clown show, sideshow, freak shows. Is this shows. a serious question? It is. Which which you have more interest in? Fury Nagano. It's not even close. You have a, you think this is a question? I think I'm more curious to watch Nate Diaz box than I am watching Ngannou box. I put it in a chat. I hope to God. I hope to God. I hope to God. Please, everybody, listen to me. Public betting, please, please, please. Give me a bettable number on Tyson Fury. Give me a number I can unload on. Give me something. 10 to 1. I'm not at the public does what they did to McGregor. We saw it. It's going to be, if it ain't at we least 10 it. to 1 to start, it's got to be at least 10 to 1. We saw it with, we remember well, what you did. We put reme- up 1,200. Remember up, what you I just did? I think we put up 1,500 was the first number. It's Mayweather 2.0. They it's ain't going to bet the Ganu against Yes, they Fury. are. Oh, without no, dude, I've been watching this this morning. There are so many people who are saying Ganu by knockout is a, is a lock. It's happening. Ganu is going to knock Fury's block off. There are a lot of people that believe that Francis Ngannou. I have not been on the Twitter this morning. So yes, wait, wait to watch this number. Watch what the public does. They're going to be all over the dog. And let's see how much can they move the number down? <laughs> how much can we get Tyson Fury? I mean, when you start taking bets at plus 10 to 1 or plus 8 to 1, you got to move it down because the exposure gets absurd. You can't have it where you lose 800,000 or you win 50. <laughs> You know, you gotta you gotta start balancing the money a little bit. Mayweather so. closed at six hundred, right? Minus six hundred went all the way down to four. <laughs> okay, give me that. And then, <laughs> please. Like, I was trying. I literally was taking like calls. Like, send me the money. I'll bet it. <laughs> bet it yourself. It's a loan, interest free loan. Like it, it's it, he can't lose. Yep. And. It closed around 450, I think, like when it was done. But, um, oh, wait, I got a text. I got to check the chat. There it is. Tyson 10 to 1, Naganu plus 6 to 1. That's the number? Ten. Well, that's from Butchie down south. Plus so 600? Butchie, yeah, he's he's going to – wow, I hope he puts it up. You'll get a lot of uh, – you'll get a lot of interest, man. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Easy. I am more I'm more curious to watch Nate Diaz box than I am watching than I watch. Are you Ghana. really? 100. Yeah, Nate's a boxer. I mean, Nate's done this. Nate's Nate is a triathlete. Nate is not going to get tired. 
Right. Engano's going to get tired. Right. Don't debate my mind. He's going to get tired. But I mean, Tyson Fury is one of my favorite uh, guys. I, I met him. He was everything you could possibly get in a guy that I met. And he was with his family. We talked about family and took that picture with me. And every time he fights, I retweeted. I get thousands of views and pictures on it because his fist is bigger than my head. It's he's amazing. He's huge. I want to see him. But have you seen Engano in person? Not in person. Not, yes. No. I've stood next to Physical him spectacle. with him. Uh, he's ridiculous. <laughs> he's just <laughs> uh, the same way you looked at Fury. It's the way that I looked at Ngannou and I was behind him at a smoothie shop. And I went, who in the hell is fighting that guy? <laughs> like, what would you ever need right. to be you, you need your head checked to go and fight in combat sports with Ngannou? Um, he is enormous mountain of a man. So I will ask the chat. You guys want to see uh, Jake Paul or Tyson Fury? Like just put, just put oh, it's it in fight. the chat right now. Which fight I don't want to watch Jake Paul fight. I want to watch. I'm watching. Well, I understand, fight but that's Nate. just the names yeah. in, in okay. the chat. So that's the first name, Jake Paul, or just put Jake Paul or Tyson Fury. Okay. Which fight would you rather see? I think it's easy. I think it's Fury because it's, it's a little more, I guess, closer to legit. Would you agree with that or no? I mean, no. they're both, like you said, circus. Kind of yeah, they're both sideshows. They're both circuses. Yeah. This is this is as as what Kevin Aoli wrote. Like this is Jake Paul Tyson. You're just trying to grab a hold of the public, and it's it's this stupid fight because the UFC let Ngannou walk. He wanted big money. He bet on himself, and Ngannou got the fight. He's fighting the heavyweight champion of the world. His belts aren't going to be on the line, most likely, but he's fighting the heavyweight champion of the world. Right. Like that's this is going to be a huge payday for Ngannou. Monster. If, if nonetheless the the folks over in Saudi Arabia are going to pay a ton, guaranteed money. Wow, it's pretty split right now, actually. Uh, between you know Jake Paul, Tyson, the Nate Diaz fight, no question. Tyson, Nate Paul, Ngannou, Nate Diaz. Wow, uh, I, I I'm surprised. I, I thought it would be more the other way because our guys understand that that fight is already over. We don't need to see that fight to know who wins that fight. But haven't we seen the same fight from Jake Paul and everybody's fought? Yeah, but Nate's different though. Nate's Nate's different. Like you actually, I I would never in my wildest imagination expect Nate to go in there not being a hundred percent ready. Nate will be ready. Nate Nate wants to fight. Nate wants to fight still in the UFC. Nate's got stuff in the tank still. He's not done. So is he going to win? I think so, yeah. I think Jake Paul is I mean, finally Jake Paul's found. Minus 305, minus 320. Yeah. I, I, I think I think that fight's more competitive. I think I think Nate's got if Nate can his cardio is stupid. He's got un, I mean, I still I mean, other than if, if it's on the up and up, right? I because I still don't believe the Anderson Silva fight was on the up and up. Oh. The way that Anderson Silver boxed that fight, that was not, I don't believe Anderson, I don't believe that fight was on the up and up. Well, that's no good. I mean, go watch the fight and go watch. I, I ever, uh, there's some motions that Silva does where he comes in with his hands down. It was the dumbest. I, I don't know what the hell he was doing. Like it was literally like you're trying to lose. Like that's what you're doing. You're trying to lose. Right. So, and I don't believe that. I don't think Nate would do that, but. You know, Jake Paul didn't look great in that fight against Anderson Silva. I don't think he really won that fight. He won the last round. It got him the victory, I guess. 
but I'm more curious to see Nate. I don't care about Jake Paul. If Jake Paul wins, I don't care. I want to see Nate as a boxer, what he looks like. Mm. Remember, he could could have been the champion of the division. He had Leon Edwards wobbled. He had lost four rounds and he cracked him in the fifth round and Edwards was rolling around and he almost blew the shot to fight Kamaru Usman because of it. Nate's got power in his hands if you're not careful. Mm. So we'll talk I boxing. Just some text to get the but you said Jake Paul's minus 365 take backs plus 270. So I, I guess wow. youth is that, is that youth or is it because I guess all, I don't know. The, I mean, like, you're making a very compelling case for Nate Diaz, but I guess like he keeps fighting these guys that are like the kids, the, yeah, like right. the kids say washed. And they are. I mean, my gosh, look at the guys he's putting. I mean, Anderson Silva. I mean, all these guys are, but Nate is an active guy. Still Nate wants to be back in the UFC. He wants to fight Connor for that trilogy fight. That would be probably his last fight. What was when he feel fight McGregor in the UFC? Wait a second. Nate will Nate Diaz versus Conor McGregor will be the last fight He's for Nate Diaz fight again in the UFC. So this yeah. thing with Jake Paul's like it just a, I mean, he said it? it when he left, he wanted to go make money. He wanted to go box, go experiment, but he said, I'm coming back. You go, I'm not leaving. I'll come back. He wants that trilogy fight against McGregor. That's that's an oh. absolute monster fight. Okay. Won't be for a belt. It won't be for anything. They may do the BMF belt for it or something, but there won't be an actual UFC belt on the line. But Nate versus Connor, and I've seen the first two, Nate versus Connor three will happen in Vegas at some point in the next five years. Better get us two credentials for that. <laughs> I was at 202. UFC 202 when Nate and Nate fought against Nate. I mean, it was McGregor against, against Diaz right. was unfreaking believable. It was of all the UFC fights I've been to, that's the best I've ever been in ever seen. The crowd was insane. The John Jones was pretty good that we went Yeah, to. but you didn't have the two sides because Diaz has a legit fan base, right. a large one. Right. And Connor's okay. got an international freak show of a fan base. And in the building, it was split 50 50. Does he still have that? Nate or Connor? Connor. Connor's is bigger now. Is it really? Yeah. It was 82. It was 82 pay per views ago. I know. More, it was no, it was 88 pay per views ago. He's a, I don't even know what he is now. Connor McGregor. Is he a fighter still? Bad person. What he is. I mean, that's but, what I'm yeah. saying. Like, he's I don't not know. a good person. I still love him, but he's not a good person. Yeah. Yes. His fan base is even larger. He's huge. Connor's still the biggest combat sports star in the world. He's still there. One star just came in and said he bets Diaz Connor happens outside the UFC. They'll promote it themselves. Is that even a possibility? Yes, that's possible. But it would be very difficult to get it sanctioned. It would be an exhibition and the rules will be different and people won't like it. So it needs to be sanctioned. It's got to be a legitimate fight. It can't be an exhibition. People don't realize that it's a, there's a lot of differences between exhibition fighting and professional actual right. licensed fightings. Yeah. So you want it to be licensed. You want drug testing. You want weigh-ins. You want it to be a real fight. So like the Nevada State Athletic Commission would have to give both guys licenses outside of the UFC. They could. It's just a lot more expensive and the infrastructure is more difficult to get set up. I mean, look at the press conference between Jake Paul and Nate Diaz, the one that they did about a month and a half ago. It was a clown show. They thought they were letting in the, the public and they didn't tell anybody that the public could get in. There was nobody there. Jake was like, Nate was like, where's, where is everybody? We told everyone to show up. Where is everyone? They're like, oh, the doors are still closed. 
It's like, what do you mean the doors are closed? You told the public to show up. The who because he says, he says, Jake, who the hell is running this thing? Oh God. So it's more complicated than people realize to do, you know, do an event like that. But yes, Gorov's not wrong. That could happen. You are able to to to, to do that. So well, you got to decide between money and rings, right? Like that's what you got to you you got to well, decide in different things like this. We're gonna skip that and put that on tomorrow because we were we ran long with blew it. It is time for the Brigade Proxy Service NFL story of the day. If you guys would like to hire the Brigade Proxy Service, this was a hit yesterday. You can put the number up on the screen. You guys are able to go ahead and text us at 702-570-8255 to schedule your appointment. You guys are coming in. It is getting to the middle of the month, and a lot of people are starting to say, hey, I'll be in town on the 20th. I'll be in town on the 1st. I'll be in town on the 5th. People coming in for all three of the big football contests at the Westgate or at Circa. You guys can schedule that. Also by email, brigadeproxy at gmail.com. Are we picking the one guy up the same day? Are we doing that? Have we confirmed that one yet? Somebody's We've not confirmed in. it, but but okay. there is somebody flying in that we're going to pick up. <laughs> He's going to get himself to the book. We're going to go to the book, sign him up, and we're going to drive him back to the airport. Same day. We might have we might have lunch. That was it. I was yep. like, we'll do whatever we got to do. Whatever time your flight is, we'll get you back to the But airport. we can do that. I mean, that's something that we, we're, able, we're capable and able to do here. Yes. So for you got at Brigade Proxy on Twitter, if you guys want to go follow us on that. Is there a better rivalry right now than Bengals versus Chiefs? Um, This is this is fun. Well, I mean, it's fun. It's uh, there's there's good rivalries all over. But yes, this is fun. I'll give I'll give you credit. I think this is one of those situations where Joe Burrow has basically said, talk to me later about, about the chiefs, about where they are. Yeah. He, he, he commented essentially, there's a lot of going back and forth. Can Burrow talk? Is that okay in your mind for Burrow to talk without winning a championship? He I'm said, Joe Burrow yeah. He said, quote, we'll see them in December chip in college. He did, but he said, we'll see him in December. It was what was his reaction to all the crash talking going back and forth. We've seen it between Jamar Chase and Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes got his ring and was talking trash. He said, the best thing about it is it's all settled on the field. We'll see them in December. I mean, they're not even in the same division, P. Ralt. So like divisional matchups are pretty good. You know, like there's one doesn't involve your Patriots, but like, you know, Pittsburgh and Baltimore is a pretty good rivalry in the NFL. Very good has one. been for decades. Yeah. Um, there's probably a couple other ones, but this is good. I hate to say it. Reminds me of uh, Colts, Patriots, and Peyton and Brady and oh, so Mahomes is supremacy. Like, so it's so so who is so Brady is Mahomes? Uh, <laughs> is that what we're saying? <laughs> I didn't say it. You said it. But I was thinking it. <laughs> Will, I mean, he's got Fuck, I didn't even want to go there with that. <laughs> I mean, I don't think Mahomes is Brady, but I get your point. He's got two well, championships. Yet, but he's got, got two championships. Does he not? No, I mean, winning one is one thing. Winning two puts you into a different category. You win three. Now yeah, you're in the conversation of all time great. Now, like, now, right now, that that changes everything. Yeah, the third one is the, is the real difference. Couple guys have two. Yep. Right. Yep. Eli Manning has two. Yep. Ben Roethlisberger has two. Right. Um, but 
the list gets shorter to three and then really short after that. Right. <laughs> it's Montana and Brady. <laughs> yeah. Um, chat, put it in there. Um, what's a what's what's your best rivalry in the NFL if it's not Bengals Chiefs? I'm curious what what the chat would say right now on July 11th. There's not a lot of hatred in the league. I mean, it was Patriots, Jets. Jets suck. Patriots aren't good. So, you know, can't believe that. Ravens, Steelers is good, but there's not enough long-term talent in Pittsburgh yet. Like, if we get if we get a Lamar versus Pickett type of thing going, I'm in. Like, I'm here for it. Let's go. But there's a lot of turnover it's in Pittsburgh. And it's the quarterbacks, though, like. I mean, it is, but you need that type of like when there's a new quarterback in town, the Steelers have question marks everywhere. The Ravens are playing for championships right now. I don't think Pittsburgh's playing for a championship. They just gave Lamar a ton of money. Like they need to be in the playoffs contending for an AFC championship this season. There's no pressure for that on, in Pittsburgh to have that happen this year. <laughs> we got a Lions Packers request. God. I mean, stop there. Seriously. Stop what are we doing? What are we doing? I mean, I'll say, you know, there are some West Coast rivalries that do get a little bit, you know, forgotten. Even, you know, Chiefs Chargers is nasty. That's a good one. Raiders Broncos is a good one. Listen, Raiders Steelers back in the day growing up when the 70s, like that was we could stay. I still, that's why my bias towards the Raiders is what it is. It's so deep. It runs so <laughs> long because the Raiders were just nasty players, yeah. team, city, everything about it was like, mm, I don't like it. You know, in Pittsburgh, Cleveland, personal was that was one. But like, who's the Niners rival? Well, not right now, nobody. I mean, there was one, it was the Rams, but the Rams aren't the Rams aren't there anymore. So, <laughs> I mean, we'll see what the Rams, the Rams, the Rams really are. have a rival, though. I mean, like, it's L.A. It's like, eh. I know, but the 49ers and the Rams, that was, you know, that was the Garoppolo pick. The 49ers and the Seahawks is a little more. It's there. Right? Yeah, but the Seahawks have the stunk, too. So you got to be good for a rivalry really to matter. You got to like. Oh, boy. There you go. You, you, you got to be good. I mean, look, Patriots, Jets, when Parcells was there, was awesome because the Jets were decent. For what, like two years? Yeah, but that's when the Jets are decent, then there's a, a real rivalry. You got to be good. Like the Patriots, Chiefs for a while was really good. We just beat the tar out of them. <laughs> so, I mean, just, you know, that's how it was. Why? Do you, why? <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like, it was fun, but like, it's it's fun when you beat them. I this hope is, the Patriots go four and 13 this year. God. How much you want to bet that doesn't happen? I know it's not going to happen. <laughs> it's not happening. That is not I happening. I know it's but, not, but it'll no. be fun to watch the Patriots flounder at some point. While we're doing the Bostonian versus the book, not happening. They just don't. They not in Belichick. They, they will when Belichick leaves. When Belichick Dallas goes. versus Washington was a good rival. That was a good growing one. up. I mean, 49ers, Dallas. I mean, I mean, my experience oh, is Niners, Dallas. Like that's the 80s, but that's because I'm old. That's NFC. Yeah. That's, that's a good NFC. That's rivalry. the that's the rivalry. You I mean remember T, you know, T going to the going to the star. Yes. Okay, all, all that stuff. And Dion going yeah. there too. Right. Both places, right? That's a good one. 80s, 90s. That's my, that's what I grew up CBW, good call. Dallas, Washington, 30 years ago was it. It was, but Washington, I never really found much to think about with Washington, uh -oh. the old, the old team names. What? what do you mean? 
I never like it, the hogs never did much for me. What? Like it didn't like Doug Williams winning. It was cool, but like it never really Joe Gibbs. I just I never liked Joe Gibbs all that much. Like the, the, <laughs> Washington didn't do much for me. Like I was, I was more into the Niners Cowboys. That was more, much more of my ilk. I watched that. I was very interested in Cowboys in the Niners, Montana, young Jerry Rice, Aikman, Emmett Smith, <laughs> much more interested in that. Did you root for the Cowboys in that rival? No, uh, no, oh. I rooted for the 49ers. I, I, I liked Montana. Oh, a lot. thank goodness. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, I, 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 nah, nah, nah. Maybe. I, I'm I never like, I never really, I never hated or liked, disliked the Cowboys. It never, it never did anything. Cause the Cowboys were, remember when the Patriots went off, the Cowboys were nothing. They've been nothing. So like they never, they, they were a speed bump. Like they weren't even a conversation point. So I haven't seen a, a legitimate dangerous. I don't like Dak. I don't think, I think Dak's overrated. I think Mike McCarthy is totally over his head. I think Jerry Jones is a massive problem. Like there's just, the Cowboys don't matter to me. They're irrelevant. Okay. The Cowboy, the people that say the Cowboys are relevant are over the age of you. They're the ones like a shot. No, it's the people who are in their 50s. What does that mean? What does that mean exactly? 55 plus people who are approaching, you know, AARP cards. Like these are the ones who actually can say the keep Cowboys are good stuff in the mail. It's keep sending me that AARP <laughs> stuff in the mail. So, the kids are like, daddy, what's this? I'm like, <laughs> with your grandma. Okay, I got three years. Leave me alone. I don't need it. That's 50. Now they start sending you this stuff. Really? You're good to go. No, you can no, get no. to see your discounts now. 50. Really? Yeah. Yeah. You're wow. closer to that. <laughs> Yikes. Okay. That's yeah, we can go have coffee. Get to see your discount. My gosh. So, yeah, I mean, just saying, uh, no, the Niners have been much more relevant. They've been in Super Bowls and they played recently in high level. There's no comparison. People want to compare franchises. The Niners have a much better franchise history than the Cowboys do. Oh, now you've done it. These people. I'd I'd much rather be a 49er fan than be a Cowboy fan. Much rather be 100%. If nothing less, the fan base is far more tolerable than a than in, in the Niners than it was the Cowboy fans. Dallas fans, Dallas Lakers, Yankees can go. Sorry, Will, can go all fuck off, all of you, <laughs> all of you. <laughs> See ya, all of you. King, go, go, goodbye, Dallas. And there's people Lakers, who actually like all Yankees. three. There are people who I've met people in America who like all three: Cowboys, wow. Lakers, Yankees. That's hard to believe. Oh, no, it's true. Go to the Midwest. Because their answer is, well, no one plays in my city, so I had to go find people to root for. <laughs> Can't what voice, what voice is that? <laughs> it drives me nuts. I used to get so angry. I was like, you stupid people. You have a team in Kansas City. You want to like root for the Chiefs. It makes some sense. Yeah, but they weren't on TV very much growing up, so I watched the Cowboys. Man, drives man. me nuts. Oh, just made me go bonkers. Wow. They're oh. real. I'm telling you, there are real people who like the Cowboys, the Lakers, and the Yankees. In, in North Carolina or Duke, one of the two. That's their college basketball team, too. It's always them. Yeah. That's bandwagon. Like, stay, like, put it on your forehead. It was, I am a bandwagon fan. <laughs> put my Yankee hat back on while you just did that. That was good. Yeah. 
Actually, Yuck. this front of this uh, if, has a ball on it. If you guys are watching on Sportsnet on the replay and you're curious about college football for the Big 12, we're going to do the Big 12 in bonus time coming up next. So you got to go to our YouTube channel at Boston versus the book. Go watch the last 20 minutes of the show. You'll see the breakdown. You'll also see favorite thing about today and better to book it as well. But if you want the college football for today, we did as we did Big 10 yesterday, Big 12 today. We're doing it in bonus time because we had blew it on. So for you guys who are watching live, it is time for BVB bonus time. Okay, so the college football team or conference of the day, the big, well, actually, I should say 12. Sorry, let me write that. Yeah. That's big, big 12. 12, big 12 for this today. Okay, I am fascinated by this conversation. It's early. I understand that it's early. However, these conversations would be so much better if we did them in like a month, but that's no. okay. We'll do them. Why we'll in a month? Them. What's the matter? It's how is it going to change in a month? Well, because we'll have actual knowledge well, of what's going on in camp. I have knowledge of what's going on right now. This, you do. This is, this is, and these numbers aren't going to change. How much are these numbers going to change? You'd be very surprised how much the numbers change as we get oh. closer to August. These numbers aren't going to change. Texas will be favored. Oklahoma will be number two. K-State will be number three. That's not changing. That's not changing. Yeah, these no. three. So we're talking about who's going to win the Big 12 title game. These three teams, these numbers are not changing. You may see you don't some think, You don't think Baylor or TCU is even in the conversation? No, I don't. Oh. One, one of these, it, it's, it's Texas or Oklahoma to me in my mind. And, and it's probably most likely a runaway with Texas. And there's no surprise team like Kansas this year? Like No. No. Oklahoma State's no good. No, no I, I mean, I mean, there's some conversation that you could have potentially of like, maybe there's someone on the other side that could come in. But remember, the Big 12 is is making sure your top two teams are going to play each other. Right. So they've structured it to make sure that they, they get their top two teams. So it's going to be probably in Oklahoma, Texas playing each other. This hmm. is not going to be a very good year for the Big 12. But no. at, at the top, different story. At the top, it could be really good. This is the schedule for Texas. Okay. Okay. This is Texas' schedule. Yeah. They open with Rice, Cupcake W. Okay. The difference between these years and other years, Alabama normally would have played Texas in week number one over Labor Day on a neutral field. They signed the home and home. Alabama went to Texas. Remember that game last year? It was unbelievable. Bama barely beat them, escaped with their lives. Tiny. Bama right. plays MTSU in week one. They have a tune-up at Bryant-Denny. Rare. Bama normally doesn't have a tune-up. This is bad news for Texas because they're on the road at Alabama. This is the game of September. Texas at Alabama is unbelievable. Ticket prices through the roof. Night game. Let's go. <laughs> like you're talking about. The day before the NFL season starts? Starts. This is the game in college football. I cannot wait to watch this game in September. Awesome. Awesome. I have no idea who wins this game. Alabama has got such problems with quarterbacks, with their quarterbacks. They have four. They don't know who's going to be playing in this game. You know what sucks when you look at the new apps for lines and stuff? Like, there's no game number, so you can't just go to it. Everything's by time. Right. And then you got to find the day. That's a very big day, too. It's a a gigantic scroll here. Right. Bama minus seven. Yeah. Bama that will come down. That will come down. That won't close there. What are you saying? Texas, Texas money will come in. 
Texas money will come in. This number, that, that number will close most likely, I think around five, five and a half, probably somewhere in that range. I would take plus seven for Texas right now. Wow. I don't know what Bama, Bama's got, obviously, running backs. When's wide the last receivers. Time Bama was favored at home by seven or less? It's been a long, long time. When's the last time LSU played there? That was it. That was right. the game. Right? When Burrow went in there. Yeah, fair. Yeah. I think that was that, that they was were, in Alabama. Were they, I think they were a dog that year, were they not? No, uh, no, Alabama played at Tennessee, I mean, at LSU that year. They didn't play at home at Bryant Denny because they lost that game. Bama got beat by Joe Burrow at LSU. I remember that game. Somebody go in the chat. Insane performance by Bama. Bama was a seven point favorite or less at home. So How about it? Yeah, I mean, computer and do that right now, but that's that's a great game. Okay, so they lose that game and they, they win out. Is that what you're telling me right there? They might win that game and win out. Texas is going to Alabama winning in September? It's possible. I'm telling you, I'm not that high in Bama this year. Okay, I, that quarterback conversation is enormous to me. I need to see what Bama, Texas is absolutely flipping loaded. Texas is going to be a big problem. They're really good. They almost beat Alabama. They should have beaten Alabama last year. At home. No, yeah, it was the, neutral, wasn't it? No, it was, no, it was, it was, that was at Austin. That was at DR, DKR. Crazy atmosphere. God, they should have they won, won that game. Bama was damn well, we, lucky. Was that the game we were watching? No, we didn't watch that game in a sports book together. I thought we, we watched one game at, at, MG, at MGM Grand, that Bama game, but that was against Tennessee, I think. Yeah, yeah, that was Tennessee game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, Bama lost that game too. Bama lost, they should have lost Texas on the road. They lost Tennessee on the road, lost LSU on the road. Right. Wow. Um, I can't wait for this. And then, so let's say they win that okay. game hypothetically, right? So Wyoming, Texas, Texas. Okay, so they win that game, two and zero. Oh. Okay, Wyoming W at Baylor. I think they'll win that game. Baylor is going to be better, but I think they'll, they'll win that game. Okay. Kansas at home, they'll win that game, and then they got the Cotton Bowl against Oklahoma. Monster. The interesting game in this schedule for me is that Texas plays at Houston, at the Dome. Neutral field. It's going to be a really interesting atmosphere. I don't think Houston has much of it. That line's probably like 14, 15, 17, somewhere in that range. But I think Houston might actually have something for Texas in that moment because they're going to be coming up with a bye week. And I mean, if they're undefeated, they're going to be singing high praises. They'll be the big guys on campus again, walking around with their chests out. They're beating Alabama and Oklahoma, thinking they're going to the playoffs. Be very curious to see how that coaching staff handles the pressure, handles the attention if that were to happen, because they probably would be number one in the country. Two, two observations right now, or two, two notes. One, tremendous job with this graphic. <laughs> this is wherever you got this schedule yeah. from, keep doing it, because yep. this is... It's footballschedule.com. I think I'm grabbing it. Okay, well, this is outstanding, because I like the helmets. I love yeah. looking at the helmets. I always have. Helmets draw my eye. And number two, I just went down the schedule. Do you see how many games aren't in the state of Texas? Yes, a lot. No, are not in the state of Texas. Every uh, game they play is in the state of Texas, except the Bama game and the Iowa State game. Oh, that's right. Holy crap. You want to talk about live to live. I mean, every game, they ain't got to leave the state except twice. What a hell of a schedule. That's a great Com observation. Compare that 
<laughs> Alabama. Twelve or Alabama. It's going to come back east and Midwest for all the road games. It's going to travel multiple time zones throughout the season. This is a pretty advantageous schedule travel-wise. Love it. It's a great point. Fort Worth against TCU is in your – I mean, that's a drive. Home games against – I mean, that BYU game is a W. The Houston game is a W. Cotton Bowl is in Dallas. W most likely is rivalry game, but most likely. Waco, home games, Wyoming, Rice, Kansas. Their home schedule sucks. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Their home, if you're a season ticket holder – you ever been Austin, there? No. I've been to the – I've been on campus and I've been to the stadium. Never seen a game there. Okay. But I mean, between right. you and I, I'm more excited. If we can get this BVB roadshow thing going, I yeah. want to go to college games. I don't want uh, to go games. I'm with you. Let's do it. I I'm don't, all in. I want to, I want to go up to Seattle again. I'm, I'm getting FOMO watching this red carpet show. Cause we went up there, me and the kids to see Seattle. I want to go to Washington. And see a game. It's fantastic. It's so scenic. I would love to go to Why? Texas. Washington's got a good schedule. They got to suck. The Pac-12. Yeah, there's one team in the Pac-12. That's it. It's one. Oh, what are you doing right now? What am I doing right now? I'm telling the you the Pac-12, truth. They, what if they're going to have a team in a playoff? Are they not? Yeah, one team. It ain't Washington. Oh. <laughs> Look, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's not Washington. It's USC. So are you telling me that Texas is going to be in the one Big 12 championship game? Do you think they're going to be in a playoff? Yeah, I think you can bet them to win the national championship. What are you talking I'm about? Just telling you, my one is Michigan, my two is Texas. This is why they appeared in the. This is why. They <laughs> I see what you're doing now. Really? Go, I look at the schedule. Well, this schedule is, I mean, this they're gonna be in the Big 12 championship game. Unless so, but like, isn't isn't uh the Manning kid is he the quarterback? For who? For for Texas? Yeah. There's gonna be there's gonna be an argument that the kid with the long hair right now is the starter. The kid got hurt last year. They should have beaten Alabama. That kid's gonna be the starter for right now. Why can't I think of his name right off the Yeah, board? I'm blanking the kid's name too, but yeah, Texas has got running backs, quarterbacks, wide receivers, offensive linemen, they are back talent-wise. Offensive-minded head coach and it's the Big 12. Man. I mean, Kansas State will be a tough test, but they're at home. They got them there. TCU will be a tough test, but it's in Fort Worth. It's not that bad. Iowa State's going to be garbage. Texas Tech is eh. I mean, they're okay, but it's at home. Day after Thanksgiving, win that game, go to the Big 12 championship game. I'm not saying they're going to steamroll everybody, but the question is that Alabama game in week two, they can win that Bama game. Even if they lose that game tight, they can still make it as a one-loss team. Game, they can lose that game. And lose and have one and be a one-loss team and get in. Of yeah. course. So just play competitively. Just win yours. That's it. Thank you. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Thank you, Goroff, J Dow. Boys are all here now. This is great. His hair. Get more phenomenal. and more people coming in and watching the show. This is awesome. He's late start time. He's put more people come in and join us. It's good. What do you mean late time? People do not like the late start time, by the way. The, the universal universal thumbs down from the brigade on yesterday's show. Really? <laughs> did not like it. Yes. They Comment like section. They, they must prefer the, this 10 to 11 start time. They must prefer that. Oh. In that did window. they leave comments on the YouTube? 
Yeah. Oh, I didn't do, go back and check it. Good. Do not like it. Oh. Addison, Addison was like, do not like the start time. <laughs> well, Addison's one guy. He's yeah, that's fine. In the, Thank you for the leaving a comment. If you guys Discord are watching channel. the show and BVB bonus time, go leave a comment today on the YouTube channel, please. That'd be great. So Discord channel as well. So I think Texas to win the Big 12, good bet. Texas to win the national championship, decent bet. Hmm. So take a look at more of this. I want to see who's going to challenge them. Is Oklahoma. Kansas State a legitimate like yeah yeah challenge? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they graduated a couple of really talented skill players to the draft, so to the NFL. So, so it's really just those three. Like, I mean, TCU's yeah, that's out. That's they were just in a championship game. They're done. Toast. Gra- graduated a lot of talents, including the quarterback, wide receiver. Got a lot of a lot of question marks at TCU. Wow, they're really long odds to win it all. Wow, Texas or TCU? No, TCU. Yeah. Baylor. I'm looking for alternatives. Everybody to win the Big Twelve or the national championship. Just to see what the prices are. The prices for that. Wow. I mean, Texas is twenty five to one. Peralt. Yep. Take a stab at it. Oh my. It's a good bet to get in the playoffs. You can work off of it. It's a good bet. Big 12 has a mountain to overcome. You just said no. it's going to be a down year. Yeah. All they you have do is go, to win, go they have 12 to win and one. Every yes. game except the Bama game. Correct. Absolutely. That's any year, though. That's any year to get in the playoffs. You got to, you can't have two losses, especially in the Big 12. You can't have two losses. Like the Pac 12 can't have two That's what I'm losses. Saying, but they, they, I, don't, I think the Big 12 team is going to have to be undefeated in a conference. I don't even think they can have one loss. Well, I would disagree with that only because I think you're going to have multiple teams with one losses with one loss in the conference. Yeah, they, they never give it to the big 12 in that situation. Unless they played Alabama tight. Yeah, but that's when they have to go undefeated in their conference. Then. Yes, of course. Yes. hundred percent. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, hundred percent. No, I mean, you, normally you could say that the winner or the loser of the red river no. shootout could just win a championship game and go and have one loss. They're not going to no. go. No, no, no. They're I not going to yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. Not this year. No, 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 no. You have to be 12 and one. And the, the one loss can be Alabama and that's it. You lose to, if you beat Alabama and lose to Oklahoma, you also can get in with that. Oh, if they beat Bama, all bets are off. Right. But, but if you beat Bama, but you can lose to Oklahoma in the Red River, or you can lose to like an Iowa State. You can stub your toe pretty badly and then come back and win the Big 12 and still make the playoffs. Ah, they're going to put in another SEC. 12 and one. 12 and one. I, I, again, I think the SEC is going to be down this year. I don't think we're going to see. I think you'll have two teams in the SEC with one loss in the championship game. And they're only get one in the playoff? Wow. Big 10 get two teams in the playoff? They could potentially, but I don't think they will. It could be Ohio State, Michigan again. I think the Pac-12 is going to get a team in. One USC's got a legit shot. Yes, they got to be. They have to be undefeated, though. They can't lose. Twelve and one, they're out. They got to run the table. They cannot lose a conference game. I don't believe so. No. Oh, when's the Pac-12 Friday? No, Thursday. ACC tomorrow. Thursday ACC Pac-12. Tomorrow. SEC is Friday. Okay, ACC tomorrow. Pac-12. And SEC Friday, of course, for roll. Better or book it time. Okay, so the numbers 
have almost all moved on this. So this is not really my fault on this because I know people watch the show and you want to make these plays. I got even money on the National League last night. Oh. So what's the number now? How much juice you got to lay to take the National League? Uh, Wow. Just moved to three places. Literally, like right when we shifted to this. Uh, minus 113, minus 115. <laughs> Minus 112 at Circa. Yeah. <laughs> so still minus 107. DraftKings has pick them right okay. now. Okay. So minus 110 both sides. Minus 110 both sides there. Caesars, William Hill is National League minus 106. So, I mean, but it's moving that way. National League's going to win, I guess. That's what it is. Well, that's the, that's the opinion. Yep. I mean, it happened yesterday. The game closed at six. And they won by, I think, 19, the Pacers. The, the Summer League? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Pacers annihilate. I can't get over fast enough for the books. So um, I don't feel – I feel for my my brethren sitting <laughs> in the books going, why are we booking this again? Who said we were going to book this again? Why yeah. are we doing this? So you had National League. Yeah, I, I, think, I just think if Trout and uh, – judge were playing i would bet the american league but without those two big bats in the lineup i don't know how many runs the, the american league scores mm. so i think it's a difficult matchup tonight i'll book it okay. I'll, I'll, I'll just i'll, I'll say that's the streak that's the streak if you want that yeah i'll i'll, I'll stay with the streak I'll, be 10 I'll, in a row for the american league if they win here tonight yeah i normally bet the american league i normally do every year it's got like a, a blind bet that i was gonna oh did you freeze you're frozen Look at that face. Snap your fingers. Oh, okay. The National National League. I normally bet the American League just based just blindly, but not this year, just because I think it's big without Trout and Judge being in there. I can't do it. Uh, this number also moved. Pelicans minus two and a half against the Suns. Suns have, I, I have this philosophy and it might be stupid, but it worked yesterday. Yep. I'm looking for teams that have not sent to Vegas draft capital players that they drafted correct the suns have one player on the roster that they drafted the suns i think picked up some guys at the bus station like i was talking about this last night with carver and lacy on the radio we kind of okay. like nobody recognized nobody like they're handing out the uniforms like they did when you went to the y <laughs> say hey you guys wear these right hey, nice to meet you what's your name and then in the first yep. quarter you forget the guy's name just hit him with a bounce pass and go right son's got no shot this is this is a good play hello hello i just hit refresh this Four? is minus five. five five look at the clv i'm getting on that there we go five one place went to five and a half. There's still a four and a half or two hanging around. Yep. Yeah. Bye-bye. <laughs> Pelicans. So, Pelicans. Pelicans minus My two and a half. My coach would say, fly, Pelican, fly. Yeah. And then finally, I'm digging. I got the Kings at minus one and a half last night against the Bulls with the same philosophy. The Bulls are not sending anybody to Vegas, really. And there's multiple players. I think Murray actually isn't playing. I didn't know that till this morning. It looks like Murray's not going to play for the Kings, which kind of mm. sucks. But they still have multiple draft picks that they're playing, and they've all also played together in the California Summer League. Okay. The Bulls have not looked great. Laying one and a half. Hasn't it moved? No. This is oh. actually still the same number. Okay. So 
I'll book this one just not knowing and just to keep it controversial and <laughs> a Boston versus the book thing. We can't just be on the same side of certain things. So this okay. one here, I feel a little more like I got a chance. I'll, I'll, I'll book that one. That's a. I think this is the later of the two games too. Seven so. o'clock tonight. Seven oh, o'clock. Yeah, ten Eastern. Yeah, so ten Eastern. Yeah, yeah Kings Bulls is, is 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 a late game tonight. Favorite thing about today is what? Um. Well, Jessica's back. And Yay! Kylie's back. Um. So full house. Good. Um. But I was yesterday was like a long day. I didn't feel good oh. when I went to sleep last night, and I didn't okay. feel good this morning. But then I. Took a little medicine and I begged my middle daughter to go get my skates the other day from the storage place. And okay. I said, you know what? I'm going skating. So you mean like rollerblading? I got my rollerblades, my 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 hockey rollerblades that I play with at the rink. Is this because of what you and Steve were talking about? That it conjured up old memories? I got to get my ass moving on a regular basis. The doc said, you got to do stuff, but you got to listen to your body. And of course, I'm going to push it. I'm going to do like the hard 75 like you, and then I'm going to get (laughs) trouble. So to ease my wife's mind and ease everyone else's mind in my life, I'm going to just start skating. It's awesome. I put my, it's great. And nothing usually hurts when I do it. Oh, like, good. It's always been my thing that I love to do. So my daughter went and got my skates. I put my skates on. It took me like a half hour to tie my skates, which because they're so Why? old and I got to okay. be careful with the skates. And like, you got to really make sure they're tight. They're two sizes too small because I've read that Wayne Gretzky wore his skates very small. So <laughs> I've always kept my skates very small. My feet hurt like crazy. Doing, of course. But I put on my skates, and I went around. I went out of the neighborhood and went down the flat street for a while. I'm hanging up with you, and I'm going to finish my skate. Nice. As soon as we're done, I'm going to listen to some music and just good skate. So good. That was uh, that's my favorite thing about today. Do me just do me a favor. Not wearing a helmet. Don't make me wear. I'm not. You're not gonna wear a helmet. Just do two things, please. Make sure your cell phone is with you. Always. I'm not allowed to leave the house without it. And water. Water up before. I'm not gonna go too far away and water back. I'm not gonna carry water. I'm gonna worry about skating. I don't want to fall carrying water. It's a hundred outside right now. It's a quick skate. It's not. I'm not going for an hour. I'm going for a a quick, hard, 15, 20 minute. Down neighborhood around the basketball courts and back, like five songs, like five songs. I'm going to listen to five songs. Get some sun, put on some sunscreen. Fifteen minutes. Day, right. Tuesday, get a little, you know. No, I like it. It's just we're not in a place that you can just like jump outside and be like, yeah, let's go outside. <laughs> it's really hot outside. I figure if moving. I could do it now and right. ease into it, like then when I really start pushing with this, not. I may not go crazy with the hard 75, but that mentality you could do. It's what's called the soft 75. Well, I mean, they, they have variations of it. It's it's, I mean, I'm just trying to just follow the, the, the actual procedure of it. Yeah. And then, right. You know, but my water, wife is water, like, you water. can't push, you can't this, you can't that. Cause she knows like I'm, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll start training for a marathon tomorrow <laughs> because I'm an idiot. 
So okay. don't do that. Take it slow. Yeah. Yeah. We're coming Remember, up. I, I had to walk. I had to walk. Okay. When yes. I started the, when I started the hard 75, I could not run. I had to walk three miles. Exactly. That's I what ended, I'm I, I walked I ended a mile it. already today. Good. I ended it running 27 minutes for nine, for three miles. There you go. So, but it took me every day walking, walking, then running, 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 running. Uh, first time I ran it, I ran it in 36 minutes. I ended it cutting off nine minutes off my time when I was done. So it's like, as adults, we have to give ourselves the grace that we had as kids that you got to go slow and just build on it. It's the hard part about getting old because you like, you're used you to it. Because you feel like you, you could you, do it. Right. Because your memory has it as, oh, I can go out and do this. It's nothing. I've been doing it for years. I'm good. Right. But your body hasn't. <laughs> your mind doesn't connect with the body. Correct. The body's like, yeah, we haven't done this in a while. So no, <laughs> we're not doing this. No. But I know, like I, I did it yesterday mm -hmm. and I, I was so excited to put my skates on. That's awesome. And then I got going and everything hurt. Like my feet were killing me. Well, that's, I mean, is it safe to have your shoe, your skates be two sizes too small? Probably not. I'm, I'm cut actually your circulation off? the thought of going to get new skates, but Why? I don't want her to, I got to get new skates, I think, because they're too small. Like my Yeah. Feet. And not only that, but the technology has to have improved a ton. I told my wife that that would be the last pair of skates I would break in because breaking in ice skates and rollerblades and stuff was always very difficult. Why? But I think now, because they didn't, it just hurt. They're just, they're oh, too yeah. stiff. They're too, they're like, yeah, you blistered up. Yeah, of course. All, all that stuff. Yeah. I don't want to do that again. But they told me to keep telling me that these new skates now, they mold them to your feet. They're have you seen what, by the way, have you seen what, what Dick's Sporting Goods will do for you when you buy a new glove? Oh, it's incredible. This is like I, I it's so it's such cheating. It's ridiculous. Like they 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 have two equipment. They have a round ball and a big like mallet. Mallet. Yep. And then they've got this like incredible softening oil leather. And they it's douse great. the they douse the whole glove. It's and then awesome. they spend the entire time bending and hitting and bending and hitting. And then they give you the glove after you buy it, and it basically is like a broken in glove. I was like. That was half the fun of like sleeping with the ball wrapped up in, you know, uh, wrapping up and put it on your pillow. And rubbing that, that a, glove. Yeah, that was like all, it was all the fun of like making the glove your own. Yeah. And then like, you know, you compare the, the, I don't know if your friends, my friends and I were weird, but we would compare the thumb bend. How many fingers did you lose? When you when you close the glove, oh, you don't lose any now when you break it in the right way. It's, it's right. It's it's silly. <laughs> it's like it's. I I always lost like the last two fingers. I oh, I always yeah. I always yeah. lost it. Right, you did it. And wrong. now I, I was watching the other day at Dick Sporting Goods. I was watching this guy break in the glove, and I was like, "This is an art form. This is amazing." Like it's, I was like, "This is not fair." It's not even right. Um, <laughs> but you're right. That's funny because I we, I have a guy who's a glove. I call him the glove doctor. Yeah. One of the dads that's retired. He breaks in gloves. And you give it to him, comes back broken. A brand in. new glove <laughs> is like re game ready in like three days. It's un unbelievable. And I went to his house. I was like, you know, Ken, how do you do this? Showed me like, this is great. You don't have nothing else to do. And he's retired. He smokes weed and breaks in gloves. Not it's a bad gig in the 60s. Fun little. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's not a bad actually way of <laughs> keeping your mind busy. You know, right. it's.
it's one of those busybody things you, you can do. You know, you just go ahead and rip one and you're good to go. That's it. It's, it's relaxing. It's fun. Put on some music and, you know, go break a glove in. Why not? Oh, <laughs> that sounds like that sounds like a damn good afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like the what sound of that. What is your favorite thing about today? What are you doing this afternoon? <laughs> Um, well, I don't really have, unfortunately, because of my brother situation, it's kind of, it kind of sucks. So uh, this is not, I don't really have a, a favorite thing about today as much as it, I'm just hoping that I get good news from my brother. I get, I hope I'm getting a, getting a yeah. text or a call from somebody that like, it's not all that bad. Like this is bad, but this was saved or this was okay. And I don't know. Anytime you same time I read the river has four more feet until it crests. And then once it does, we'll be able to assess the damage. That sentence scares me. <laughs> that doesn't make me feel good about, about what's going on. So hopefully better update tomorrow and I can pass it along as to what's going on with my brother. So good stuff uh, with that. All right, guys, hit the like button, subscribe button. Appreciate you guys being here Wednesday, tomorrow. Tomorrow is literally the worst sports day of the year. <laughs> we'll have some we'll have some fun tomorrow. Which we'll, we'll, we'll be creative tomorrow with some wonky conversations because there meteorology ain't. we'll have maybe some traffic reports. Thanks, Blewett, yeah. for joining us. Yeah, we need to find he something. Sent me a text that said, you know, it's always fun when I join you good. guys. Thanks for having me on. So that was good. We enjoyed that. Yeah, thanks, to Mike. Get another guest or two for tomorrow. Yeah, have some fun. Like, subscribe. We'll be back tomorrow, eleven ish Pacific, two p.m. Eastern ish for a Wednesdays. BVB.